0: welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast, episode 103, that's 103. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Tom Traum, of course, and somewhere out there is your other host, Neil. Say hello, Neil. Uh,
1: Hello, Thomas. How are you today? You doing all right? I'm all right. Good. We have a guest Hmm. today.
0: Hey, you know what? Let's do our info first real quick.
1: Okay, go ahead. Shoot it.
0: Want to introduce the guest? Are you gonna cockblock me and introduce the guest? You can. It's
1: no, fine. you, no, man, go ahead. It's you. It's your deal, man.
0: Oh, no, I just want to do it. <laughs> I mean, the guest, the guest is the
2: reason they're listening to this thing. In in uh, Neil's <laughs> defense.
1: So our guest our guest today
2: you guys do what you want. I don't know. I'm not charge of it. Hey Zach
1: Buddy. I tell you what, introduce yourself, my friend. Come on. Do it. My
2: name is uh Zach Buzzkill. I'm from a band called the Radio Buzzkills from St. Louis, Missouri. I also play in a little band called Lesser Creatures out of uh Arizona. And I am honored to be your guest today. I guess my big question is, what episode was this again? 103? 103, yes, sir. So like 99 was Glenn Matlock. 98 was Glenn Matlock, my friend. So 98's Glenn Matlock. Yep. Is this episode like a fucking cautionary tale for kids not to become (laughs) addicted to bath salts? Because how do you go from episode 98 that's Glenn Matlock to 103 Zach Buzzkill? You should be... Both of you should be ashamed of yourselves.
0: here's Here's the thing, though. In true punk rock fashion everybody gets the same platform like we, we t- we'll talk to somebody far less famous than yourself zach hard yes. as it is to imagine <laughs> and they'll still get the same platform as glenn madlock and that's what makes it so wonderful it's like the internet every idiot gets the same amount of say you know uh, so, i don't know i don't know a lot of I used it, a lot of big words
2: that i don't understand but that's because i'm from st louis buddy oh hey do you have <laughs> said, bars on say your <laughs> window <laughs> what's that you have bars on your bedroom window because i do because i live in
0: st louis hey tom have you, have you ever been to st louis i've been to st louis a couple times i actually like it quite a bit
1: yeah i was there once i was there for the fourth of july in 86 for a skate contest were you born then zach or you were just a youngster
0: yeah i'm born and raised
2: in uh st louis it's it's a wonderful city it's a strange city uh you know our water is so accurate it's acid from an alien movie <laughs> and uh, i'm not joking i, I have really
0: there. yeah there
2: there really are bars on my bedroom window
0: too that's right. not a bit neil neil has bars on his bedroom window too but it's actually not to keep people out it's actually to keep the woman that he's got locked in there from escaping <laughs>
1: really this is how this is going to go today eh? this is nice <laughs> yes sorry, can, we, can we get glenn matlock back on the show please <laughs>
3: yeah, exactly. You want yeah. an English,
0: but now we got a midwesterner you know yeah. us Mid-Westers, man we got that 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 sort of morbid sense of humor that keeps us going from day to day yeah uh i thought the name neil mcdougall
2: sounded familiar i didn't know it was the toy box killer <laughs> is that a real thing oh, okay, yeah i'm the... sorry I assume everyone knows the same stupid ass knowledge I know.
0: Well, is that uh, a serial
2: killer? Yeah, he was this guy who reminds me a lot of Neil. Uh, <laughs> Jesus who Christ! Kept, who kept people in a like a, a trailer and would murder them. And what I never understood about murdering someone is why do they always bury him in a shallow grave?
0: Yeah, you'd think you'd be wiser to go deeper, right? No, because
2: they're fucking lazy, right? I mean, Yeah, you know? like, if I were a river, I'm not saying I am one, <laughs> but
0: I would put them in a very deep grave. Yeah, or weigh them down and throw them in the water. You have the Mississippi there, right? I mean, you could throw them in the river. Yeah, that's
2: why our water's so acrid. They just pour whatever
0: it's, in that. It's literally, the drinking water is 90% corpse fluid. Mm.
2: Yeah, that's a true story. Uh, I had some drinking water from St. Louis because, uh, you know, I just carry that around me and whatnot. And uh, the radio buzzkills were on tour in Japan, and the St. Louis uh, water was so accurate. It, like, ate through the bottom of the the bottle I had, and that's uh, how the Japanese Tokyo subway attack happened. <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ, man. I were going to say that's, how, that's where, like, Godzilla came from or something.
1: Yeah.
2: No, no. They blamed it on some cult, but it was just me.
1: Yes, and and just for the record, the uh there was actually a toy box killer, but his name was David Parker Ray. So yes, there David you go. Parker Ray. Yeah, yep. uh, he, New similar, Mexico. Too, Neil, we do. New Mexico. He killed maybe up to sixty people. How's that?
2: Yeah. He wow. Put there's him in a trailer. True. Yep. He oh. had like his own murder trailer. Hmm. It's like how bands have a studio, <laughs> except it's murder.
0: It's full of murder.
2: Well, is this it's... interview going better than the Dave Parasite
0: one? <laughs> well, you're more, you're volunteering more information. That's for sure. <laughs> yes, well, I, yes. got, I got a lot of that.
2: Yeah. So,
0: I, so I don't how, know how accurate it is. But how old of a guy are you? Are you uh, Zach? She just fucking call me Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. You fuck go. you. <laughs> well, you call me
1: a fucking killer.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what? You know what Neil calls Dave Parasite. He calls him the comic book guy from The Simpsons.
2: Yeah, that's what well, he looks like. I like to call him the Ben Franklin of punk rock, but... Uh, there you go. Kind of looks like Ben Franklin. He, he's an American, Neil. Uh,
1: I, I do recognize who that is, yes. I've actually yeah. lived here for like 40 years, so, you know.
2: No shit.
1: Yeah, I'm very old.
2: It's it's just, it, I lived longer than you've been alive, dude. It'd be cool if you were just doing like a reverse Madonna. <laughs> like you... <laughs> Didn't fake a British accent and just like started faking it, but he just lived in America the whole time.
1: Yeah, I've lived here since 85.
2: So, there you ah, go. Yep. Fucking shit. What well, was the question? How old am I? How yes. old am yes. I? I, uh, 36, 37. My family was super poor growing up.
1: Now, oh, here we so go. We
2: <laughs> so, we didn't celebrate birthdays. So, like,. <laughs> obviously like i didn't have a car i remember it's like my 17th or 18th birthday my dad like walked in the room and gave me hubcaps (laughs) I didn't have a car though He was like happy birthday so i forget how old i am it's somewhere in that ballpark
1: is your dad dad from liverpool by any chance because that's um, the stealing of hubcaps sounds very very liverpool
2: yeah he's a great dude i love my dad probably my biggest musical influence even though he's a Head high school football coach has
0: made that up. He doesn't know how to play anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's listen. Let's play a song. Yes. And then we will try to get this thing on the rails or not. I don't care. Whatever.
1: Yeah. So it's not. <laughs> so, Zach, which song, the- you, you sent me some songs. Which song would you like me to play first? Like you know, chronological or would you like to go your newest one first? Or what would you like to do?
2: Let's go chronological. All right. So that would be third world tour, right? This song is called Third World Tour. What's it about? Uh, Third World Tour. Uh, It's a great song about being from St. Louis. Like when the band started out, it was really weird because we would like go to Chicago. Tom, like we we do really well in Chicago. Chicago's like uh, 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 one of our best cities. You know, that's where I live, live. live, right? Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's where Neil's at.
2: Oh, cool, Neil. Yeah, like Chicago is like, we'd go to Chicago and play like big you know huge shows and like indie and play huge shows and we go to st louis and just fucking we were shit (laughs) so uh third world tour was like sort of a tongue-in-cheek thing like why does everyone love us but not our own city i guess the way you put it like that sounds kind of shitty yeah why don't you move i don't know (laughs) man just a lot of decisions this podcast (laughs) <laughs> no, we love St. Louis. It's like uh St. Louis is one of those cities you live in. It's like you live in it so you can shit on it.
0: Like Detroit.
2: Yeah, and... exactly. Like I love that I'm from St. Louis, but I'll definitely like write a song that that shits on it uh, for sure. Okay. My favorite line in this song is actually uh, in St. Louis everybody boozes. Very good.
1: I like what you did there. Yes. Yeah. Dave Parasite wrote
2: all that. Okay.
1: So let's let us (laughs) let us listen to this uh, epic Third World Tour by the Radio Buzzkills. 2018, right? Zach?
2: Uh, yeah, 2018. Sorry. So
1: off, yeah, your, oh, off, your first, off your first album, I believe, correct?
2: Yeah, that's off Get Fired. That's our first record.
0: And was Ages that... and dates seem to be something to be avoided with our friend Zach, with our new friend Zach. <laughs>
2: yes. Yeah, I don't know anything about, Yeah, you know, what's that movie that guy's like, I want you to know I have no concept of time. Hmm. I don't know that one. So, Oh, <laughs> so I married an axe murderer. Okay. Ah, yes. Ah, yeah, back that was actually all right. Michael, serial- Michael Myers, right? Well, yeah, the pilot, yeah, back to the serial killer thing. Yeah, yeah. the pilot says, uh, we should be on time, but I want you to know I have no concept. Yeah, I'm really bad with years and stuff. I always have been. That's just who
0: I am. I'm the way God made me. <laughs> I'm just the way God made me, sir. So, yeah. it's, so it's funny. I remember hearing of you guys actually many, many years ago. So... And this was probably, well, I don't know, five or six years ago, maybe. Sloppy Seconds was playing the FUBAR in St. Yeah. Louis. And I remember the bar did that thing where they said, hey, which local band should we get to open? And everybody was screaming, it's got to be the radio bus. The
3: <laughs>
0: and then you guys didn't do it. I think it was like you had a scheduling conflict or something.
2: I, it's really weird because I totally remember what you're talking about. Uh, so it was
0: probably five or six years ago. I mean, I don't, it was yeah. quite a few years ago. But, yeah, I remember.
2: Yeah, uh, which is pretty cool because like since the uh, B.A.s, like slept in our basement, like Jenny and I, uh, our basement before we had his uh, his other band uh, down to play Thunder- with Radio Bells, Thunder- Thunderbolt Grease Slapper or something yeah, like that. Yeah, right? Thunderbolt Grease Slapper down to play with yeah, yeah. and he stayed in our basement. But yeah, that's that is exactly what Third World Tour is about. Like he just hit the nail on the head.
0: <laughs> so that's so- why that song was written. And I don't remember, so I went to that show, and I love that old foobar, and I know they moved now, or they're working on moving or something, but I I loved going to that show. But I'm trying to think who opened. But the one band I remember opened was probably the best known St. Louis punk band, after you guys, Ultraman. Do you ever play with Ultraman?
2: We have not played with Ultraman, but uh, like Gabe, uh, who's heavily, I think he drums for him, uh, he actually drummed on that first Radio Buzzkills record, so... We've not okay. played with Ultraman, but uh, definitely know those dudes, have a lot of respect for him, uh, and Gabe is, he he drums for like Dan Vapid and the Cheats, and mm. he does a ton of stuff locally in St. Louis. Gabe from Ultraman has uh, really produced that first record for us, and we probably wouldn't be where we are today without Gabe, so major major props to Ultraman and, and Gabe in particular, because he's an amazing individual uh both musically and as a person too so i get the feel
0: i get the feeling ultraman at this point being i mean it's just the singer i know from the original lineup but they're kind of reached that like old man status where they'll play a really great show that comes to town or once in a while headline a small show but pretty much plays a couple times a year something like that that's the impression i'm getting
2: yeah there's like He said some weird shit before the Descendants came, and it was like a big local scandal. I don't remember what it was, so I probably shouldn't even say this, but you know that's why you have me on because I say whatever. Uh, (laughs) Like he said some real stupid shit before they were gonna open for the Descendants. Like what? What did he say? Let's hear. You're talking about Tim the singer
0: yeah 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 who's yeah. a
2: great dude I, like i really like yeah
0: him. I, I agree i met him at that sloppy show and he was very generous with his time and we had a really good time talking about like the late 80s scene which was like when yeah, i like, very first got into things
2: i can't claim that he's like a friend or anything but like
0: sure. the interactions i've had with him he's super nice
2: dude i have i would listen to scouts honor episode 103 downward spiral you guys are addicted to bath salts so <laughs> now you're you're stuck with me on the show instead of Glenn Matlock. Like a Scout's honor, I'd be honest. I don't remember what he said, but yeah. you know, like it was like out. Those, It was one of those like cancel culture-ish, like pro police. Uh, I don't even. Oh want to no, say he it, didn't.
1: He didn't know. do that, did he?
2: It was something like that. No,
1: that's I really don't.
0: Stupid that position or was he taking like the grumpy old man position on it it's always hard to say you know he was the position where they didn't open for the descendants anymore <laughs> <laughs> i
2: guess yeah whatever that was i don't remember who ended up doing it. i think horror section uh possibly i'll throw that out there to say that's fa- the facts but yeah ultraman's great i don't even know how we got on is horror horror section st louis band also horror section yeah Yeah, actually uh that game i see them he uh he's their drummer and then uh teflon dave i think writes all the songs and uh kind of fronts that that group st louis has a great pop punk scene uh you know like horror section ultraman the radio fucking Buzzkills, you know superstars international uh, the Haddonfields uh, are guys that have been around for a long time, eaten back to life. So it's a really
0: cool St. Hmm. Louis scene. I've heard, I have heard of a bunch of those, actually. I'm yeah. trying to think. I, what's bothering me is, so I saw two bands open for Sloppy, other than Ultraman. One of them was Bassamp and Dano.
2: <laughs> He's our drummer. <laughs> OK. And the so other one... Amp. Of Bay San Padano is the radio bicycle drummer.
0: Okay, and I can't remember the name of the other one. And I know Bass San Padano a little bit because my our pal in uh, Logan's Port on Failure Records and Tapes put out a split with them and the queers a few years ago. But the other band, I think the singer was like a black guy and he was wearing like a yellow suit. Does that ring a bell? Yeah. He
2: got in trouble for rape.
0: Oh, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> nice one,
1: Tom. That's well fun. done.
2: Right. <laughs> I'm laughing. That's horrible. <laughs> What was the name of that band? Oh fuck! Uh, I don't know. Like the dude's name was Mo. Okay. Oh, I don't remember the name of the
0: band. But... All right, I'll, I'll, that's all right, dude. I'll use my, I'll use the Google machine later and, and look it up. Because like I said, I was at that show. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Hey, let, I didn't let, know.
1: Let me but, let me turn this I, back around a second.
0: So, can we do? Can we go one show, Neil, without rape or serial killers? Apparently, not, apparently, not.
1: apparently not. Apparently um, not. Yeah, like.
0: And Kenny from, like, Pro
2: Rock Records, that's our new record label. Yes, yeah, so yeah. No good old
1: Kenny. We know Kenny.
2: Oh, no, don't yeah, tell yeah, us yeah. he's a rapist or serial killer. <laughs> uh, he's both. That's probably why Kenny and I get along. He just keeps it quiet like I do. Yeah. Uh, Kenny was like, "Stop, murder is not funny. Like, stop talking about murder on every podcast. And I was like, okay, Kenny, I will. That's made up. He is. He says, "Say whatever you want." He isn't. You know
0: who? Would, that sounds like the kind of person who needs to be murdered. Who would say something silly like that?
2: Yeah, like uh, the guy that runs like something to do records or something.
0: I don't know. <laughs> I know. I know that label too. They're out of like Washington or something, aren't
2: they? Uh, they released parasite shit, so I I fuck with them.
0: They did the last. Rip, they did the last
2: Riptides album too. No. Okay. So I should talk about the Riptides though, because Riptides are like top ten. Zack Buskill, all-time favorite band.
0: Are they? Oh, well, you know, I know uh, Andy a little bit, and I'm gonna try to bug him to come on and talk to us at some point. Yeah, too, I, think...
2: I am yeah. a number one
0: Riptides fan. One of my favorite bands. For Do you sure.
1: two guys want to get a room or something? Jesus Christ! You know, it's I know. Deep I know in here,
0: great. I, know, I got some great Riptides information that's not public knowledge. I really want Andy to come on and share it because I think it's really fascinating stuff. But anyway, hey Tom. A, well, like, technical. I
1: hold on. Technical thing here. Tom, did your mic come unplugged or something? Because you sound kind of tinny.
0: Yes, yes, it did come on I so. so. <laughs>
1: we're professional here, should,
0: I guess. With the little, it should have been. Put there we go. There's,
1: the, there there's go. the voice we know and love.
0: There we go. Yeah, it sounds yes. Sexy. All right, listen. All right, let's let's spin another song and then we're. Gonna oh talk oh, about oh no, and... I actually oh.
1: I, I actually want to talk to someone about the about the last song you played. So Zach, okay, that first album, Get Fired, um, was that actually released on anything? Because according to Discogs, it's just like a download. Like, but was it actually on CD or vinyl or anything?
2: Yeah, um, actually, it's weird you ask this because uh, there's a couple fans over in the UK that wanted to get a hold of it. And I actually just told them to just download it for free. It's free on our Bandcamp because it's as far as I knew it was out of print. But the label that put it out, Out Loud Records, Matt Bennett from California, who's a saint and a wonderful individual, he actually had some copies of it. So those people were able to buy that record which I didn't even know there were any of those left to be honest. I don't have any. Okay.
3: Uh,
2: but uh, apparently Matt at Outloud has some if you go to Outloud Records Bandcamp or Facebooks or whatever.
1: Yes. Okay, cool. Excellent. Or you
2: just take it for free from ours
0: Okay. Yeah, that we we harass Kenny until he reissues it.
2: Yeah. There's a few of those songs I'd like to hear on vinyl to be honest. Hmm.
0: So it was yeah, never on vinyl. Fine. So
2: it it was it was just CD then,
1: as well. Yeah, it was okay. always
2: a CD digital release. Gotcha. It was never on vinyl. There's there's a handful of of those songs that I, I actually I think I'd really like to hear. There's a song called Mulder Suicide, about the X Files. Yes. And and being in love. That's like what probably like one of my uh, I don't know personal favorite songs that we play live. I'd really like to have that on vinyl.
3: Hmm.
1: Well, there you go. So what, it Go ahead. Go ahead, Tom. Let's do another let's let's do another song. Okay. So keeping We're up with about, the uh... we'll talk
0: about the pro rock.
1: Okay. Sure. Um I'll tell you what, keeping up with the chronological order, let's do actually my favorite song off Get Lost, uh, which would be your second album. Uh let's do She Hails Satan. How does that sound?
2: Fucking oh, okay. thank you, yeah. Is what
1: this uh is this about anyone in particular, my buddy, my friend?
2: Yeah, so it's like a reverse story, actually. Uh, so yeah in in the story like i i love songwriters that tell a story right yes uh i i mean like i love bob dylan that's not a big like punk rock thing which i thought was funny uh on the glenn matlock episode he talked about going to see bob dylan live. yeah and he actually
1: dissed him yeah it was pretty cool Good old no guy.
2: i i also went to see bob dylan live and it was one of the worst experiences of my <laughs> life So I really he like walked on stage he's like yeah, a 20 minutes <laughs> on baseball and he did like a 22 minute song about fucking baseball. I hate baseball. I don't want to listen to that. Exactly. I'd hate to see it. So anyways, yeah. So she heals Satan. It's, uh, about my ex wife. Like she was super like straight laced, you know, like, uh, what they would call Karen nowadays. Yep. Yep. And, uh, I was kind of like the crazy Satan partier so I just flipped the script to make it more interesting but uh Jeez. it's kind of what it's about it's a fun song
1: it I is like a fun it. song I like it too alright so uh yeah Radio Kills with She Hails oh. Satan
4: Nightmare, but I don't care. Black lipstick and long black hair, pinnacle tattoos, doesn't follow the rules. She's got human skulls in all the rooms, Shannon the candles, sacrificing animals. I'm might- I avoid the sun so my skin is gay.
1: skills she hails satan have you ever heard the band twin temple by the way talking about hailing satan not.
2: No,
0: okay. i've heard of them i haven't heard of them now they
1: are okay so imagine this oh, is imagine...
0: that the duop, that satanic band? satanic duop, yeah so imagine if you yeah, we've if, talked about them
1: imagine if you got amy winehouse uh back to black era uh amy winehouse but instead every song is about satan it's fucking amazing it's so good
2: so i'm gonna feel really guilty if i don't plug this band properly uh when we go through Kansas City, yes, I always make sure t- that the Rainbow Skills play with this band. I believe—oh, what's—I can't remember their name, man. I'm the worst. But they're, like—they do, like, satanic ska covers of everything. Hmm. <laughs> it's, like—no, uh, it's Not polka. Not meta, meta, Sa- Metascophiles? No. No, no. It's, it's no. polka. They do, like, satanic polka covers of wow. all your favorite punk rock songs. God, I wish I could remember their name, but see, that, see, that's
0: got to be good for like a half hour tops, right? I mean, you don't, you don't want like yeah. an hour, huh? Uh, I agree yeah, I you. think, I think a half
2: hour of anything involving polka is probably like well, max weird out.
0: <laughs> what? What are you? Who are you talking to over there? Freaking Alexa started talking to me. My wife must, must have left some kind of a memo in there or something. She's like, wrestling meeting, 6 o'clock. I'm like, shut shut your whore mouth, Alexa. <laughs> oh, now I said her name again. Dang yeah, it. Yeah, so
1: you did, yeah. Oh, uh, what are you doing? You gonna, you know
2: what wonder? they say in St. Louis? There's nothing like a good wrestling meeting.
0: Exactly. Someday I'm going to go say? on Alexa and rent my own porn films that I starred in.
3: What the
2: you hell? Know, you know what? <laughs> Amazon's full of Sasquatch erotica. (laughs) Is that right? That's
1: That's a great name for a that's a great name for a band, right there. I was
0: down I was down in Georgia just like last week, and we went to the Sasquatch Museum down there. What the fuck could be in a Sasquatch
1: Museum? What what could possibly could be in there?
0: It's just like you go to like a flea market, buy a bunch of old camping equipment and crap, and throw it around in a museum. It's it was. I mean, I I enjoyed it, but it was a scam. (laughs) Did you have to pay to get in?
2: uh, Like. You guys probably know, like Jet Buzzkill, Love My Life, and she plays bass and Radio Buzzkills. Uh, we went to see the Mothman Museum, and so where's that after West Virginia? Mm, okay. And uh, mainly, I was just disappointed because there's all the Sasquatch erotica, but there's not much Mothman erotica.
0: <laughs> Man, what's wrong I with you? I wanted Mothman erotica,
1: and well, it's listen. all about
0: Sasquatch. Well, write some. I mean, if there's a if there's a market there to be filled, dude, be a capitalist. Go for it.
2: Yeah, I'd be like the Mothman entered the top apartment building, Sexily, or something like that. I don't know. <laughs>
1: exactly. All right. So, so for those that don't know, what is the Mothman? I know there was a movie of
2: like a horror movie or something, but what is what is that about? So the Mothman appears whenever something bad is going to happen, and then he appears to people. For a while, and then shit goes down. Everyone's like, "Wow, well, he should have listened to that Mothman."
1: What was a guy? It looks like a moth. What the fuck? what? It's got wings.
2: Well, yeah. There's a book called The Mothman Prophecies. It's actually a pretty fantastic book. It's about high areas of high strangeness, you know, like UFO sightings and and the like. Uh, so he's kind of like a giant man with wings and bright red eyes. And according to the Mothman erotica, I've been riding a huge
0: cop. <laughs> He's hung like a horse.
1: It might be so, difficult yeah. for him to fly with so those little you,
0: wings. So when you went to the Mothman Museum, because I went to the Sasquatch Museum, and I, I don't I don't really believe in Sasquatch, but I do believe that there's things that we don't understand yet. And, you know, what do they say? We still only have explored 10% of the sea. There's still a lot of things we don't know for sure. But and the other really thing
2: hope- is this, like, if we only use,
0: what, like
2: 10% of our brains, then why is getting shot in the head such a big deal?
1: <laughs> well, you know, you see a lot of people who get nails in the head, and it do, doesn't seem to affect that's,
0: them at all. That's true. But but, but so what I was, was going to say was my problem was, so I, and, maybe, and maybe the Mothman Museum is different, so maybe I'm going to let you tell me. But the fact of the matter is, I thought once I go there, like, I'd feel more confident that there really was a Sasquatch. I left there, like, thinking it was less likely than when I got there. <laughs> I mean when you went to the, the the Mothman Museum did you leave going oh I was 90% sure before and now I'm a hundred percent sure so the weird thing about so is I'm like this
2: is we're in my wheelhouse now this is like the weird shit I'm into uh, there's a really <laughs> erotica weird... yes I mean it all ties into erotica in the end you got to do your research first and then comes yes. the erotica but it, if you go to this town in West Virginia because what actually happened with the Mothman was uh, essentially Uh, There were all these weird UFO sightings, and people started seeing this Mothman, and then shortly afterwards, there was the most catastrophic bridge collapse in U.S. history. So that's, like, kind of why the Mothman became, like, such a mystery. And the weird thing is, like, when you—the museum itself is, like, super, like, cheesy. It's what you'd expect, you know? Sure. Uh, Like, they have
0: Richard Gere's chapstick there. (laughs)
2: he was Jesus in a movie? Christ. Oh, I'm well, looking
0: that up right now. Oh, there's no way that's good, right? Yeah.
2: Like, it's actually like the creepiest line in the movie is like, chapstick. <laughs> the only people <laughs> who have seen that movie will understand that, but they know I'm fucking right.
0: Uh, but, it's got, like. It's got, it's got Laura Linney, Richard Gere, Deborah Messing. Wow. It's a who's who of has But at the time, it was made. They
2: were like just on their downward spirals, kind of like when your show went from Glenn Matlock to Zach Buzzkill.
1: Oh, I don't know, man. I think you're a highlight, personally. There you go.
2: Oh, you're too sweet. That's right. Uh,
0: so, let me. Oh, t- sorry. Go ahead.
2: No, keep talking no, about but, the. Book. But like the 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 museum itself is, was a lot of fun, you know. And like, yeah. look, I got to see Richard Gere's chapstick, but. When when we did go down to kind of like the site of the bridge collapse itself, it does have kind of like a creepy aura to it. And then there's a Mm. plaque that says, This park is brought to you by Mitch McConnell, and I shit my pants. That's (laughs) terrifying. We got out of there right away, bad. Isn't he he from Kentucky? Yeah, it's Kentucky. West Virginia,
3: Kentucky.
2: Yeah, West Virginia, Kentucky, Ohio. They're like all, they're all down there, you know. That's a broad stroke. We're all like in the same area.
0: I've driven through all those places. i probably spent more time in Kentucky than the others, but, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you're not entirely wrong, but, hmm. Right. I just
2: remember to, like, get to the Mothman Museum. We had to drive through, like, 17 states.
1: And you went there on purpose just to go there? You went on tour yeah, or something? Yeah,
2: we visited. I don't know if you, you've you heard of the Connie Dungs that bad. Yep. Uh, our, our, our. Our good pal Wayne was the bass player in the Connie Dungs, and we went down to visit Wayne, and uh, he just so happens to live near the Mothman Museum, but
1: hmm. Wayne
2: doesn't have the internet, but I'll say hi to him anyways.
1: What do you mean, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't have it... the internet? How is that possible in this day and age? This
0: is West Virginia. <laughs> I, <guess. laughs> I mean, I guess if you're going to go like do some research in West Virginia, I mean, for your erotica, at least you didn't like try to reenact the scene from Deliverance or something. That was West Virginia, wasn't it? I think that's the second you
1: know? show in a row we've talked about deliverance isn't it
0: wasn't that wasn't that set in west virginia
1: i don't remember i think it was Georgia. i think it was exactly where you were in georgia just oh now. I probably think that's where it was yeah ned Beatty.
0: i did I'm hear still... i did feel did burt, feel some warm breath on my neck burt reynolds
2: yeah Yep. i'm just <laughs>
0: grappling with the fact
2: that i just now learned that deliverance wasn't erotica <laughs> <laughs> I have misunderstood no. the movie the whole time. Listen, listen, listen.
1: You you mentioned the Connie Dongs. That that is the worst band name ever. What
2: the fuck is that about?
1: Explain that I, band yeah, name.
2: Yeah, it really sucks when there's like a really good band that has a bad name. Like yep. you know, yep. when we went to like, cause that all of the members of the Radio Buzzkills you know, were all old. You know, we've been in a lot of different bands. So like when I started this project, like naming the band it was actually a huge task because. You have to, now like a band name has to be Googleable, you know,
3: mm-hmm.
2: like I hate when I, I I can't think of a good example because I have no memory. But, you know, like when you hear a band, and you're like, oh, man, those guys are really cool. And I check them out and their name's like shoe. Yeah. <laughs> and you like Google shoe and then you Google like shoe band, yeah. shoe punk band shoe punk band from st louis with song call-
0: and then by that yeah. time it's like i don't even care about these shoe guys <laughs> yep. I, i've mentioned that before neil My one of my they're from ann arbor and we played them before and we really we, you and i both really like them this band from detroit ann arbor are called state yep great that's old band. but they're called state i mean yeah. it's literally like virtually impossible to find anything on the interwebs without yeah being a sleuth it's a pain yeah
2: you gotta have a name that's yeah it has like a catchy ring to it. it sounds a little dangerous and like if you google it it's the first thing that pops up
1: I've been making a list of band point. names for the last five years. I've been collecting band names. So if anyone wants to buy a band name off me, I've got 100
0: of them. That's true. Neil, Neil should, You should start like a, a computer, a website where it's just like random band name generator, $100. Oh,
2: mine
1: but aren't random,
2: man. Mine are good. Mine are good. All the band names that Neil comes up with are all Neil McDougall and the, <laughs> and then something else. It's like whatever band you buy. <laughs> like, oh, we're Neil McDougalls and the shoes. We're <laughs> Neil McDougalls and the Kool-Aid kids you know with- that's a, that's actually a good name right there yeah and all your songs to be about jonestown oh god I told, I was every, not
0: every, man, every band name he thinks of has something to do with the sexual organs of the sasquatch <laughs> damn and, it and you know, it all comes My back man, to bigfoot's crank
1: bigfoot's cr- no that we have we have one with crank in there i don't remember what that one was we have pussy bomb that's a good one right
2: but so so one time i read this sasquatch erotica uh, was called Turn to madness well, yeah, shit. Because the Sasquatch, it, like his dick was so big that it made like a U turn and he came on himself. Oh, okay. can I say that?
1: Did he screw himself? Did he manage to like insert no, it in the, himself? The lady,
2: she was willing too. Okay. She was like really excited by it, but it's uh, called U turn to madness. Check it out.
1: No, I think I'll give that one a <laughs> give that one a miss. I think probably. Well, good thing it. for
2: you, Neil. I have it pulled up and I'm gonna read it to you. <laughs>
0: one day hey, nah, I have it. No, that's you, okay. said, you, you said you guys have played in a bunch of bands before did you did any you guys have played any bands we heard of would have heard of yeah. or not
2: like, well no? basically okay. probably our drummer uh he was in a band called danger bird oh yeah uh, yeah we got that i got that record neil's got yeah, the, see yeah, that was yeah.
0: cool. oh I got that, yeah, I got that too yeah i got that too yeah yeah it's really good actually really good like punk punk and roll record
2: yeah yeah they're, they're a great band uh all of the bands i was in before those were all miserable failures and awful you know well,
0: yeah. Seems like <laughs> when you did Buzzkills, you you had a, like an idea of what you wanted to do. You can kind of see that. Like it's, like you sort of learn from your mistakes. At least you know, at least there's something to that, right? Because it seems like you kind of arrived fully formed with the Radio Buzzkills.
2: Yeah. Yes I or. Think, no? Yeah, totally. That's like. That's uh, a real a question, really
1: good... right there. That's Holy
2: shit. No, that's a really good and very accurate
0: observation. <laughs> I think forty minutes. I thought I should ask him a question.
2: Yep. No, like, it's a really accurate observation for sure because uh, I think people go into maybe starting a band with, like, a certain goal or a certain sound in mind or, uh, you know, like, uh, uh, you have, like, a certain idea of what it should be. And with the Radio Buzzkills, I was like, I'm just going to write the kind of songs I would want to listen to over and over again and I want them all to be ridiculous and uh, I want to wear matching outfits.
1: Yeah, what's the deal with those sweaters that you guys all wear in the, in the photographs? What's
2: that about? It's the best, worst idea I've ever had. Okie They
1: were like, Letterman so, sweaters from the 50s, if you've never seen a picture of this band before. It's
2: very odd. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so St. Louis has changed a lot uh, just recently, you know. But there was there's like a major measure on uh, like how many hours you spent getting your hair and outfit and safety pins right before your set was like how good your band was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the whole idea behind the sweaters, because like, honestly, like this is not supposed to like, you know, I didn't think anyone listened to this, especially all over the world like neil who's english (laughs) but not in england you know yes so like my whole idea was like make fun of that by purposely wearing matching like somethings Mm -hmm. and i went through several ideas
1: matching underpants didn't help right
2: i kind of like settled with the sweaters because i do love that whole like era of music uh i do too I do It's too. pure like that's pure pop, you know. Like yep. everything that I I write as a punk rocker, I guess, is all rooted in, you know, like Dion and the Belmonts and Buddy Holly and.
1: Hundred uh, percent, I agree. Hundred percent, yeah, love it. Yeah,
2: like all of our songs, it, if you just play them clean and a little slower, they're just like Buddy Holly songs about Satan and Sasquatch's dick, you know. Right. And, and who knows if he didn't die in that unfortunate plane crash, maybe we would have got that album. I was
0: gonna that. say, Buddy Holly would have got to that eventually. He gets sick of writing about high school girls eventually. Yeah, maybe. I was before I
2: went on this podcast. I was gonna tell a, a joke about a plane crash, but yeah. it was gonna involve uh, no, John a... Denver.
1: John Denver. Oh. Hmm.
2: But then I was like, nobody fucking knows who that is, and I can't do Kobe Bryant too soon. <laughs> You could. So then just decided not to tell it.
1: Yeah, look at Tom, Tom is very disapproving. He just gave
3: him. Hmm.
0: No, <laughs> I'm, 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 I am, not, I am definitely one of those people who's always telling that joke too soon. I remember, I remember, like right after Kobe died. There was a meme going around, I was laughing at it hysterically, and it was something like, you know, always fly high or something like that. Never abandon your dreams, always fly high or something. It was just, like, really poor taste, but I was laughing at it. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious, yeah. I mean, it sucks. Thoughts and prayers to his family. Thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers.
2: That's why Tom and I are destined to be canceled.
0: Yes.
1: Hey, if anyone's going to be canceled on this show, it'll be me, buddy.
0: Let me tell you. It'll just
2: be Neil talking in the void about Sasquatch (laughs) Rodica. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, that's a that's the thing, Neil. I think we and and uh, Zach talked about this a little bit before we started about how the British accent is sort of charming, so you can sort of get away with more things. I can. And some of the, some uh,
1: of the shit that I've said when I said that what's his face shouldn't have been arrested or whatever. When I said Marilyn Manson. They sh- they should have let him off or whatever. Yeah. Think, so
0: like, if
2: Neil walked up to me, okay, so like let's say Neil and I don't know each other and we're in St. Louis, he bumps into me, and like he's like. Fuck, man! I just pissed my pants. Now you're covered in piss. I'd fucking punch Neil, but if Neil right now, as Neil is, and we love Neil, was like, "Hello, sorry, I seem to have wee-weed my britches and gotten you wet." I'd be like, "Ah, oh, Neil, you're
1: yeah, so okay. funny."
2: Yeah. you a crumpet.
0: Mate. Yeah. It's okay, Neil. Dude, your I, dog. Your dog is anxious. Does, yeah. does he or she have the? To- Oh, you can hear him? Yeah, fuck no, yeah. Okay. He sounds They're anxious. The whole show. He sounds angry. Nah, it's alright. No, we're he's... doing that. You're fine. Your dog's no,
2: fine. No, he's just a gigantic polar bear. Of a ah.
0: dog. Is it because you live in a bad neighborhood so you have to have a giant dog in case somebody tries to come in and steal your stuff?
2: Yeah, the problem is... He's...
0: That's
1: not why he has bars on the windows, my friend.
2: <laughs> I mean, I moved in. The bars were already there, but I'm not removing them.
0: Just because, just because it's a lot of work, or because you th- you think you might need them?
2: Man, yeah, you never know. Weird thing is, I hope no one from the neighborhood listens to this. Like, my kids play in the alley all the time.
1: How many I kids do you like, have, my friend? How many kids do you
2: have? I have two. I have two wonderful boys. We call oh. them Alley sallies because they're always outside in the alley. Like, you know, like suburban kids can you know, go out and I, I guess like hit a wiffle ball bat, but my kids can find a gun. <laughs> Just, like, like throwing broken bottles at rats. Yeah, you just got to tell them, like, hey, look, if you find a gun, don't touch it. That's probably good well, advice. Good advice for the children.
1: <laughs> there you yeah. go. It's Words to Live <laughs> By from the Punk <laughs> Till I Die podcast. Exactly.
2: All
0: <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. let's play the let's play song, yo. What's, okay. next? What's next song? So
1: we're going to do, um, obviously, our friend Zach here is a big Star Wars fan because this is called She Died on that Death Star. So tell us about this one, Mr. Zach. This is my... Oh, woof! Oh, gosh!
0: He doesn't. I hope like your cats here, Neil, and then attack your balls like they always do.
2: No, my cats he are mad I'm not giving
0: them tricks
2: No. So, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, as was stated Never by heard. wonderful piss pants Neil.
1: My new nickname, apparently. I'm pissing my pants a
2: lot, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Neil McDougall and the Pissy Pants. Uh, so, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, but I also always root for the bad guys. Yes, and, me
1: too, and wrestling too, yeah.
2: Oh, fuck, dude. If you want to talk wrestling, we we can talk wrestling. We'll get to I'm that
1: after this song, yes. Totally
2: down with that. Yep. Uh, but uh, think about like all the innocent people that were cooks on the Death Star. I always thought about that, yeah. They, they,
1: they like, didn't care who they killed on that fucking thing. Yeah, like...
2: God. They break Princess Leia out of this giant prison complex, and there's all these other cells that you can assume are filled with innocent people, and they just blew the fuck out of them. So I wrote this song, She Died on That Death Star. It's about a stormtrooper who falls in love with the lady who dies on the Death Star. Hmm. So there you go. So
1: this is She Died on That Death Star by the uh, Radio Buzzkills off of their album Get Lost.
4: We met on Stegon
1: on that death star.
0: So, you know, it, it, I think it's a reflection of the time we were living in, which was like the really the peak of the Cold War where we just looked at Russians like they weren't even human, like we just wanted to we didn't care if they lived or died. I think that was reflected in our art also. What
1: you saying and think... and that was what Star Wars was about? Is that what you're saying?
0: Well, I'm just saying that's the way we felt. Like, we were raised like the Russians were evil, and, like, if we had to blow up the whole country, it would be fine, you know? And that was the stormtroopers. They were just this faceless, evil communist drones. Oh, I thought
1: whatever. they were supposed to be Nazis. That's what I thought they were supposed to be. You
0: think so? I don't mm-hmm. know. It's so hard to tell the communists from the Nazis anymore, Neil.
1: That's true, mate. That's true. The left has become the right. That's actually very. It's, Tom, that's a very well, salient point that you just made, right. my good man.
0: Uh, damn it, we're getting political now. That's enough of that. All right. All so... I
2: know is that Neil and I, I, I can, I know just from this conversation that Neil also was rooting for Ivan Drago in Rocky, oh, whatever for... that was. For definitely I wanted him to kick Rocky's ass so bad.
1: Yeah. 100 percent and same yeah. as uh same as mr t and in, in rocky three
2: yeah yeah i was like i want that russian steroid dude to beat the shit of that out of that <laughs> italian
0: <laughs> idiot.
1: I, yeah the italian midget yeah so yeah.
2: the problem
0: with, the problem with that thinking is neil was neil was already an adult when rocky four came out because i remember going to see it i was probably like 12 or 13 or something my brother and i walked to the theater to see it. I mean, if I would have been ten years older, I'm pretty sure the cheese would have been so thick I couldn't have standed it. But I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, I I know cheese, you could change. I, I, I If he dies, he dies. It's all classic, right? Yeah. I must break you. So <laughs> let's like all the right.
2: and...
1: So let's so let's get to so let's get to the wrestling. So are you a WWE guy or AEW guy?
2: So I mean, like I grew up with three brothers and a single father, so we fucking all we watch was wrestling all the time. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like uh, I'm very, I can very proudly say that you can. Uh, there's a Ring of Honor video from like 2000 that I'm in the whole time. There you go, <laughs> like in the front row. Yeah, and, I've got like, a Chikara
1: uh, video. This is, this is the same way. Me and my daughter got yeah, a yeah. Chikara video. Like,
2: my kids think I'm cool because I'll be like, "Hey, you see Cesaro there? <laughs> like, I saw him in a hotel ballroom
1: <laughs> when he was Claudia when he was Claudio Castagnoli, right? Well, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Like, I saw like, you know, Brian Danielson. Uh, I saw Kevin Owens, who was Kevin, Kevin Steen, Steen, obviously yep. at the time, and El Generico wrestle in a hotel ballroom. Like all those dudes. We used to go to the Ring of Honor shows. They used to run them, like, right across the border in Illinois. And uh so, like, all those super famous dudes now, we used to just go watch them in Ring of Honor. But, yeah, I'm totally – I mean, I have two kids, and they love wrestling. So we watch it all. We watch AEW and WWE. And my personal kind of, like, stage persona in punk rock, I've always tried to kind of, like, model myself off of, uh you know, Rowdy Roddy Piper, I think. He's the ultimate showman. I try to bring a lot of that to punk rock. I think. What, do you wear a, a kilt weird...
1: on stage Do you?
2: Hey, kilts were on the list before the sweaters. So, <laughs> uh, it was like kilts, sweaters, and our third choice, because it is the Midwest, was AR-15.
0: <laughs> mm. what, about what about armor? What about full was... medieval armor?
2: Yeah, you can just carry those things around. Yeah. <laughs> out here. It's cool. It's well, like, walk around with it.
1: I think you have to in St. Louis, right? Judging by the sound of your neighborhood.
2: Ah, uh, I love St. Louis.
0: Just,
2: yeah. So, you, so you
0: said, you're talking about here. just over the border. So, was it in East St. Louis? Is that where the wrestling was? I don't want to get into
2: Missouri sportsman laws, but, like, <laughs> there's something that makes it harder, apparently, to run wrestling events in Missouri than... It is in Illinois.
0: Which is shocking because Illinois is one of the most regulated yeah. states in the Union, so like, and Missouri is the opposite.
2: So like Shikara, like Ring of Honor, those guys would always go right over the border to Collinsville, Illinois. Jesus, and never heard of they, that place. Uh, they would hold all of those events. It was literally like a hotel conference room uh it was kind of like south park where the guy would walk in and be like does anyone need any more water are you all <laughs> enjoying your conference be like try and watch brian danison beat up this guy who's gonna die of a heart attack in a couple years
3: hmm.
2: no the guy he wrestled did die of a wrestle like a heart attack well that's, a joke. that's kind of like a joke i guess
1: yeah World that's World funny World as World. hell
2: yeah that's, that's dark humor it man like dark. Bull, it was like bull something because that's the sad thing about being at a huge wrestling fan like all yeah. your childhood wrestlers that you loved are all dead
1: okay so who was he so was so Roddy roddy piper was he a childhood hero
2: yeah roddy Pop- yeah. i like you i always rooted for the heels even yep. as a kid yeah, but, yeah uh, I like- my so number I- two i have awesome. a huge uh iron Sheik memorabilia collection oh nice Okay. Uh he was one of my favorites even before like the Howard Stern
0: show or whatever. You wouldn't like <laughs> to be humbled by him, that's for sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> I will humble you. Uh I know, right. I know I, I believe I have the secret of how he humbles people and it doesn't sound that appealing. I yeah.
1: think he I think he might be Sasquatch.
2: Some people are laughing right now and other people are like, What the fuck are these guys talking about?
1: <laughs> yeah, they are. Are these <laughs> oh, mans they're patterns, talking about?
0: We know. Yeah, I, I have such a narrow... I have such a narrow knowledge of wrestling. It was literally like that mid-80s Hulkamania. The boom time. The boom time, though. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, yeah, but that was the only, like, I quit watching it once I became an adult.
1: Oh, shut up, Mr. Superior. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Hey, whatever. I give up a lot of things to become an adult, and I regret some of them. That's not one of them, though. Yeah,
2: that's why I just use my kids as a shield. There you go.
1: See, but I was like, I, I don't know why wrestling's on. Even though I was even though I was always a heel fan, I was my favorite tag team of all time with the British Bulldogs, because they had to be, right? And so, uh, but, the
0: Road Warriors, dude? The Road Warriors, oh, no, I No,
1: I love the Road Warriors. I do. I love them to death. But the British Bulldogs were my favorite, especially Dynamite Kid, who was supposedly a yeah, real I, asshole. Yeah, I was going to
2: say, Dynamite Kid, yeah, supposedly was one of the best wrestlers ever, Dynamite Kid, yep. without a doubt. Yep. An uh, insanely talented technical wrestler, but... Yeah, supposedly not a great dude. But I think a lot of those guys were like pretty screwed up because all they did was cocaine and wrestle all the time. It's like being a radio buzzkill. Yeah, cocaine, especially
1: right. especially in the 80s, right? It was painkillers, cocaine, yeah. and fucking. Yeah. Cocaine,
2: wrestling, and tights. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's basically what the radio buzzkills are as a band is cocaine, wrestling, and then third
0: music. So. But- it was, you know what let's play another song <laughs> come on Tom.
1: I, I come on Tom. bring it back around buddy. No, well
0: i, 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 I want to talk about some radio buzzkill stuff Yeah, uh, let's let's w- sure. let's play another song and then, we'll, then we're gonna talk about some music stuff
1: okay so we're gonna play
0: maybe the f- i mean maybe who knows where it'll go <laughs> we'll
1: try we're gonna play the first song off of their get lost album this is called tattletale and what is this one about there my friend
2: this is just uh a song it's about you know like Someone who's a goody two-shoes, and guys like us aren't. <laughs> uh, and there's usually some conflict there, and that's kind of what it's about. So yeah.
0: the parents didn't raise them properly with the snitches get stitches kind of attitude you're saying.
2: Exactly. Like They got straight A's and whatnot and didn't
0: play with the guns
2: in the alleys.
1: <laughs> that would be that would be your Norwegian friend Tom who uh, fucking yeah. ratted you out to the Punk News yeah. podcast. That Norwegian friend. twat. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, so right. Tattle Tale by the Radio Buzzkills.
4: She always follows the rules. Straight A's, the queen of the school. who knows what's in her brain i've got myself to blame i'm lazy and i'm stupid my brain is wrecked and ruined can't hear a word you Myself with drugs and boo. Little Miss Tattletail.
1: That's the first song off the album, and it gets the album off to a fine start. It's, uh, it's actually it's Wait. one of your it's, it's one of your longest songs. It's like three and a half minutes long. That one,
2: yeah. Uh, I wanted to see how many endings I could put on a song. Yeah, you did a good job I, on that, that song. One. is like a bunch of endings. I yeah. was like let's just keep doing. Endings. Yeah. Someone mentioned uh, Norwegian punk before. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Scullingtons at all, uh,
0: but I haven't heard them.
2: Yeah, they're a really cool Norwegian punk band, uh, for sure. People should check them out. You know, uh, for those of you that are fans of Sash Watch, Erotica and Norwegian punk, the Scullingtons.
0: The Scullingtons. I'm looking them uh, up yeah, right. Like I'm looking them up like right now. See. What do they call those charts, Neil? Where the two circles like overlap? Oh, okay. And then
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Consent... uh Yeah. Uh, what the fuck? Like, that's, like called.
0: People who are in all the circles? Like the rare group that like Sasquatch and. Sasquatch erotica and Swedish punk rock. I mean, it's got to be aflo- no, a float. No, what I can't remember what they call it. Uh, later. Uh, what so, the hell's that called? I think it's was
2: of and on things. I don't know.
3: <laughs> could be.
2: You it guys hear be. the Earth is
3: flat?
0: Yes. I mean, I, if, if if I mean, I, I, I yes, you could easily fall off the edge. You must be careful. That's why we live in the middle, right? That's why we yeah, live. Yeah, middle. In- so we don't have to worry about that. Right on. So this,
1: so this, not this band has a song called "Jenna is a Necrophiliac." This doesn't sound particularly politically correct over here.
2: Uh, no. I think, I think based on this conversation, that's probably why I'm a fan of the Scullingtons. Uh, <laughs> they, I know, it's a great band, you know. You know, I, I'm a connoisseur of worldwide punk rock personally. Uh, it's such an international language, and there's so many great punk bands from all over the world, especially outside the United States. So uh, I try to really make an effort to seek those out. There's a band called Fat Race from uh, Indonesia. What? Uh, I don't believe it. Freaking phenomenal. Uh, Saturday Night Karaoke is another really good band from Indonesia. I think you kind of go out of your way to find that stuff. I'm not sure how familiar you guys are with it. I I run my own little (laughs) record label called Gutter Pop Records. I'm what not that?
1: that. I'm not that familiar know, with Indonesian okay, yeah. punk rock. funnily enough, no. Sorry about that.
0: That's me. Yeah, Gutter Pop is me. That's. Oh, is that right? Okay, I didn't realize it because I do know the. I do know the name. I do know that label. Okay. Yeah, that's
2: that's my little side project. But we're doing. Uh, it's basically like short music for short people volume two. But we didn't want to get sued by Fat Mike, so we call it Punk yep. Rock 101. And uh, it's 101 30 second songs from bands all over the world. The Scullingtons are on that. So. So uh, I
0: saw you, I was going to ask you about that. So you're, you're the one putting that out. Yeah. It's been seven months of pure hell. <laughs> yeah. Cause the editing, I mean, just the pure mastery and all that, just because the songs are 30 seconds, you still got to give them all the same uh, volume and all that. Yeah. It sounds like a real nightmare.
2: That's the big thing is the level is the leveling, you know, it, it's not e- economically viable to, I think master all of those individually, at least not for me. Uh, <laughs> But we we're going through in them Mall, and just so many bands like would commit. But then COVID ruined a lot of bands' participation because they weren't able to record. Uh, it's been seven months of pure hell, but it's finally
0: like come together. I'm really proud of it. So, are you doing? Are you doing vinyl? You doing CD or how's how's that going to work? So, CD
2: and a very limited run of vinyl.
0: Okay. I just want to see what that record looks like because you know you look at your record when you get it like I, i'm a big fan of like thrash metal right so i'll take the record out and it'll have just these four big wide tracks on it because the songs are like six minutes long right i have like four tracks in each side i just can't I mean, it's it's just got to look like one solid like song or something it's gotta be so many grooves in that thing it's just gotta look i want to see a wreck what a record looks like with 50 songs on one side
2: yeah that was a big debate uh my partner that helps run this is this guy named Ken. He's Canadian. He's a lot smarter than me because he's Canadian. And they're hey. smart people. Uh, they, right smart, now, they
0: seem not smart because they always have to talk slow and say, hey, but anyway, that's right. That's, yeah. That's Regardless. I
2: was going to make a Canadian joke that would have got me canceled. I'm glad I didn't say Do that. it. Uh, say
1: it. Say it. Do it. Uh, Do it right now. No, but
2: we're actually toying with Damn the it. idea of, of does it have to be on one record or two? Oh. Double uh, album. That's 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 the the thing we're dealing with right now. But the CDs will come first, a hundred percent for sure. Uh, hundred and one songs. Uh what's crazy is it's a great band list. Obviously there's too many to name. I can name some if you want, but
1: Yeah, do some of the uh, famous ones do, do some of the ones our guys will have our well, like, have heard
2: of. What's so like what's weird for me is I have a weird skewed opinion. I just assume the bands that I love the most are the ones everyone loves the most. So I get sure, like really excited sure, about the band that's on it. No one gives a shit. But uh, like Zadopex gave us a song. Oh, yeah, the Zadopex.
1: Uh, yeah, I know good, uh, those guys.
2: So fucking yeah. one of my favorite bands. Like, I love those guys. Uh, the Riptides, yep. who we mentioned earlier, yep. are on there. Cracks, uh, who everyone loves. Yep. Uh, K7, who I haven't announced yet. But I guess I technically need to do that now. That's right, we're uh, running like three weeks behind. You'll be all right. You'll be re- yeah, oh, re- yeah. Hopefully by that point. Like, yeah. today I announced, like, uh, MC Lars uh, for a little, like, post-punk laptop rap on it. Oh, uh, dear.
1: Cancel that one, but okay,
2: go on. Yeah. Oh, MC Lars is the best, dude. Mm. MC Lars is awesome. Take your Flow, word for
0: it. Flow, yeah, I don't know also, I'll have to take your word for it.
2: Well, or, is,
1: or is it Lars Fredrickson's new uh, new side project? <laughs> I really, I
2: re- you know, I reached out to everyone. He didn't get back to me, but uh, I'm a pretty big star. It's intimidating to answer my messages. So there's a song that uh, MC Lars does with the Aquabats. Mm. It's like with, called, uh, I don't know if you're a ska fan at all. It's definitely worth a listen. Mm. Just added all the MC Lars stuff out. I told you, no one cares about a lot of it, but I was excited about that. He's got 54,000 followers. That's like more than Neil.
1: You can buy those followers, though, my friend. That doesn't mean shit. You
0: buy them? Yeah. It's easy. I know. How do you how do you, you pay like foreign help? people to follow you. Yeah. I know. That's why I paid Neil. <laughs> well, all those people that, you know, all those Russians that were formerly interfering with the election, they're going to need some job now that it's not election season. So you can pay them to like your like your Facebook page and listen to your uh, yep. Spotify so you get pennies. Pennies. I-
2: I know, that's how, that's why the new Radio Kills record is sung in Russian. <laughs> there you go.
1: Well, talk, talking about Russian, you guys have a split with the Black Russians, correct?
2: We
0: do. Yeah, that was a good
1: segue, right? That
2: was fucking professional right they're there. They're
0: not really Russian, but that's a great, I love that band, too. They remind, they're like Motorhead meets the Lillingtons.
2: Yeah, the Black Russians are
0: solid. One of the best, I guess, like,
2: what you'd say, like, uh, newer punk bands come out the last five years. Uh, where,
0: where are they where are they actually from? Chernobyl? Now, where are they actually from? I'm honestly not sure
2: how much I'm allowed to say about this. Is there oh, any okay. is there any
1: truth that Nikolai Volkov is the lead singer?
2: <laughs> that is true. Okay, good, excellent. Uh, so the, the black Russians, I'm not saying, are also the Radio Buzzkills. <laughs> okay. But I'm not saying they're not.
1: You, wow. heard, it, you heard it here first, everybody
2: no uh great band. i love the black russians yeah for sure uh label mates with us when our first record when we were on out loud uh they just came out with a really good split uh with the jasons who are also
0: like yep i got that one too yeah That's not, they're so the rock, jasons yeah.
2: Are, are great pals of ours we were supposed to go on tour with them and then covid wrecked everything that was a major disappointment um uh, but yeah yeah i agree black russians totally
0: down with that so Go ahead. I can't remember. I can't remember if you were in the middle of something or not. Because I was. I'm, I'm fascinated by the fact that you. So you guys have done a, uh, some international touring. You you said you went to Japan, which is
1: no small feat. You can never tell oh. if he's lying or not, though. Man, this guy's all over the
0: true. place. You, know? you think he's lying? You think his, his Japanese tour was actually Dayton, Ohio?
1: Yes, probably.
0: Yeah.
2: How you much- you've been uh-huh. in America long enough? enough to know that you don't lie. It's hyperbole.
1: Okay. There you go. <laughs> well, well you being in professional wrestling, yeah.
2: Have you, done. Yeah. Uh, have you I mean, done your? We've definitely, we've definitely toured internationally. Probably my favorite international city we played is Montreal, though. Uh, hmm. uh, that's of, of all the places I like, really want to go back to. Uh, we played. A, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of Pooza Fest. Oh yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah we we played Pooza a couple years ago, uh, which was a great experience, a lot of fun, and just. In general, Montreal was a wonderful place. Uh, so, like, it's not cool though when they like get really excited and yell "Yeah!" <laughs> so, don't they like, shout you know, we like,
1: don't, don't don't shout "Wee wee" because is not French Canada.
2: Fucking do, man. Yeah, wee wee. yeah, hundred oui, oui. percent. Yes, Fromage. So like, like that. Fusa Fest is like uh they do all these secret sets at like three a.m. And they announce them like all oh, that's on the internet. Late for us. And they announced—I uh, don't even remember who was playing—and these two girls next to us go like, "Ooh wee!" <laughs> like that. It's very anticlimactic. <laughs> does not sound cool. No, but that does I, not sound cool. Montreal is probably my my favorite sort of like international city. that uh, The, the blood Skills have played for sure. Great reception there. They they like. People that are very rude and honest. Mm. It's so a bad French. But they couldn't yeah. understand yeah. you because you
1: were speaking English and they are all French.
2: Well, what was funny as uh, so we, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the Anti Queens. Uh, we had like done a couple shows with the Anti Queens, and we actually their drummer needed a ride up to Pooza Fest, so we gave her a ride up with our band. And on our way up there before our set, I wanted to be able to say stuff in French, but. I I'm trying to remember exactly what I had her teach me say. It was, uh, Oh boy. I think it was something like, like, I love the taste of my (laughs) farts. And so then like midway through our set, it's like the Annie Queens are there and they're like pretty popular over there in Canada, whatnot. Uh, I was like, so, uh, the Annie Queens, you know, we know that you French people like when people speak French, so the anti queens taught me how to say "we love you" in French, and then I said like "I love smelling farts." It was
0: a good bit. That sounds excellent. Well done. <laughs> that that dry Canadian humor, Neil, that we love so much.
1: Yeah, all those, all those famous know, Canadian comics, right?
0: Like uh, those Mackenzie brothers, the yeah, the ones who drank the beer out of the dog dish. That was Canadian humor, right? Yeah. Well, there you go.
2: That's what you
1: get. So, so have you ever played in England? Have you ever played in England there, Mr. Zek?
2: Uh, no, that's a, definitely a dream. I, I would love to go over to the UK. Like, Well, uh, here's my advice time.
1: to you. Here's my advice to you. If you do, don't do that English voice with the wetting my pants or whatever the hell you said, because you might not no, get out it. of there do alive. It. You, must. you must do it.
2: No, you might not get out alive. <laughs> but see, the thing is, the universal healthcare. Yes. If I say some stupid shit like that. Yep. They could probably like fix my cancer while they're at it. There you go. <laughs> yeah, they, so yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but there'll be they will be like possible.
1: a nine month wait, buddy. So
2: you know. Well, in America, you just die. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it's true. There's nothing else to do though. Well, yeah. so
1: no, but no, but if, honestly, now tell. Did you really go to Japan? Did you really go to Japan?
2: No, no, that was a bit. <laughs> yeah, fuck. That's a total <laughs> bit. I just like making fun of Japanese subway attacks. Uh, no,
1: because actually we do have a fri- we do have a good friend in Japan uh, who's been on the show, John, from the Born Stirrers And he is in Fukuoka. He's an English guy. And uh, he loves serial killers too. So you guys would get on the like, really?
0: fucking house on fire. Yeah, so you, uh, you guys can I, stay with I, him. You guys would be best house. You know, we might yeah. have to get you guys on a drunken conference call. Yeah, we might yeah. actually.
2: Japan uh, is definitely up there on my list. Now, basing up our drummer has toured Japan with a band called the Dead Bugs uh from st louis so he's definitely been over there and he's told some great stories from japan and i love japanese punk rock you know uh, like the socho pistons and bands like that uh water slide records and all those basically anything they ever put out uh it's totally awesome so that's definitely a goal for us to get over there eventually it's just you know you had all these great plans and then pandemic happened
1: well, I'll tell sure. you what, I'll tell you what, if you've got any space on that uh, Punk Rock 101 uh, thing that you're putting out, get something by the Born Shit Stirrers, because they're, yeah, uh, they're damn funny. good, and their songs are 30 seconds long, so it'll be perfect for you. Yeah. So, so there, you, there you go, John. I gave you a plug, buddy.
2: Have you made um, it if you, you made world? No, I'm really the... writing it down right now, for real.
1: Yeah, Born Shit
2: Stirrers. It says Born Shit Stirrers, and then there's a picture of a gigantic Sasquatch dick.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> John, that, that,
1: love John will love it, yeah.
0: I mean, there must be some... Because when I went to that Sasquatch Museum, that's one thing. There's, It's like every culture has their version of Sasquatch. That is weird. You know, like in, in the like snowy regions, they call it the Yeti or Yeti, whatever. Yeti, yeah, that's they,
1: exactly right, yeah. The Abominable I mean, Snowman, yes.
0: Exactly. The Abominable Snowman from uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is pretty much a Sasquatch. Yep. Luckily, they like didn't the show his cartoon wiener, and he yeah. never, <laughs> never had his way with Rudolph's girlfriend or anything. <laughs> rudolph had a girlfriend they have the the skunk ape oh yes skunk skunk
1: ape that's right yeah we had the young the young rochelles have a song about that right yeah that's
0: yeah where that's australian or that's out east
1: it's new jersey i I think
0: yeah because those because the young rochelles
2: are from out there in new york state i assume it's from out
0: there but what do i know yeah it could be
1: florida Mm. too
0: the, the St. Louis equivalent is just guy on meth with shotguns. <laughs> That's why I was to say, like,
2: <laughs> St. Louis pot dealer, skunk ape. It's not legal here yet in Missouri. Isn't it? Man. Not yet. No. Medical, yes. Recreational, no.
1: So you've got to go across the, the border to Illinois again to
0: get that shit. Yeah, there you go. Hey, but the, what about the strip bars? Cleaning. What about the strip bars? What about the strip bars in East St. Louis? They're Zach, there. Zach wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty re- a pretty wretched deal. I'm pretty,
2: I never would dare You're go there, inside. are man. I, I never liked the idea of the amount of money I have, depending on how much people like me, because I'm fucking broke all the
0: time. <laughs> <laughs> so you did you did the Christmas record last year, right? You did like a, a punk rock Christmas carol record. I, I guess I didn't Who's realize you were. Yet? I didn't know you were the gutter pop guy. Okay. Yeah, that's me. I keep it. Keep it on the download. I'm humble. Which <laughs> do you keep more on the download? That you're also the Black Russians, or that you're running a record Don't tell anyone.
2: I, <laughs> I said that. I said we we aren't
1: that.
0: I said they're a All good right.
1: band. They're just very good, and they happen to share the same house.
0: That's we to play another song. We still haven't talked about our pal Kenny. Let's play another no, song, and okay. we'll, we'll talk about your your current record you're working on.
1: Yeah, so actually, okay. this is from that current record, I believe. This song is called I'm Moving Out. And uh, tell us about this one. It's an upcoming uh, EP, right?
2: Yeah, this one's about her next-door neighbor. Uh, one day, she just packed up her shit and the dogs, and she moved out. And I wrote a song about her. Called. Is it, I'm moving out. Is
1: it because she's, <laughs> she's had enough of your shit? Is that what it was? Uh,
2: no, it was this guy named Todd. He's our other neighbor. He still lives there. We talk about the tears of Todd all the time now, watering our lawn. Like, our lawn looks really great because of all Todd's tears.
1: Todd's tears. They should have called those. You should have called the song that Todd's tears. But um, I, don't I, don't think, I, like. I
0: don't think it's that. You know, I think she moved out because of those two weird kids playing in the alley. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes,
1: yes. <laughs> but <Well, laughs> you all love the the alley scallies. Yes. yes.
2: Uh, well, like Jenny and I like to sing like, uh, you know, tears of a clown, but tears of a Todd. There you go. Some sad things known to man, but there ain't too much sadder than the tears of a Todd. <laughs> the tears of a Todd. <laughs>
3: <Dude, dude, dude. laughs> yeah.
2: Perfect. Um
1: so okay, so so this so this single is not out yet, but it's gonna be out soon, is that correct? Let's let's yeah. plug
2: it for you. Yeah, thank you. Uh and there's a video for it on YouTube that we made. Uh it's called I'm Moving Out. It's on an upcoming seven inch that's gonna be called Half Wits and Tight Knits. Half Wits and Tight Knits, and who is that split with? It's with a band called the Lettermans from oh. an- wow
1: that even works with those sweaters that you're wearing holy shit
2: yeah uh i'll tell you a story about that after the song all right. i'll come, come it's a pretty it's
1: it's a pretty short song so we will be back up with you soon so this is uh i'm moving out from the upcoming single from the radio buzzkills Moving out. There you go. I'm going to be moving out at some point soon. So, um, yeah, so tell us about the band that you do a split with. Who are they?
2: Yeah, so there's this band called Letterman's. I started getting all these messages from people on the internet, you know, and they're like, hey, this band's ripping you off because they're wearing sweaters too. Mm. And I was like, do you know how long in my life I've waited? to even have the opportunity for it to be perceived that someone's ripping me off. (laughs) I was totally elated. Yeah, I was totally elated. I was like, this is fucking awesome. So uh, essentially wrestling style, uh, it's the Radio Buzzkills versus the Letterman's, and we're going to throw down and prove who the better letter-sweater-wearing band is. We're throwing down.
1: Have you heard that stuff? I assume you have.
2: ours is so much better
1: there you go honestly,
2: honestly like listen to our half their half fucking use it as a put a plant on it or something <laughs> on. there you go but that is a general idea robbie uh they recorded theirs with the the, the infamous joe queer so their side's pretty solid it's it's going to be an awesome split mm-hmm. for sure and but, you know, it, when is that going to be out well, unfortunately, because of Jack White and Record Store Day, along with COVID, nobody really knows when your records are going to be pressed. Uh, I don't have an exact date yet. Uh, I believe it'll be like mid-June. Okay. Hmm. Uh, the pressing houses, this would be like a whole separate business episode or just like a total mess right now, uh, especially in the United States with, with COVID and uh there's
0: a huge backlog of production. Well, Neil, you have some... You, ha- I know you have... You ordered the new Stalag 13 record. I'm sort of waiting for it to come into stock. But, I mean, they're having a hell of a time with that, right?
1: Yeah, the support, that isn't... I mean, if the CD shipped like a month ago. The album
0: is actually supposed to well, ship this CDs week, to, I believe. Get, I think you can get CDs made in literally like a week. Yeah,
1: but the album is supposed to actually ship this week, and it's, it's at least a month late. Well, I've been talking I've got, about that for a year,
0: you know? I've got stuff pre-ordered in June... As of right now, I'm hoping that it comes through on time. That Dead Boys reissue,
1: all the Dead Boys reissue,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But gotcha. I, my understanding is the prices are probably going to go up too, which is always my favorite thing. I
1: heard that too. Yeah. I heard the price. So what's Hey, Zach, what's 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 Jack White got to do with it apart from being a douchebag? What what's that got to do with it?
2: I, don't know. I just hold him responsible for record store day. <laughs> okay. The other because the other thing that happens is so like, uh, you know, take like a Radio Buzzkills record, you know, Kenny is going to print what, like 10, 20,000. Just kidding. Uh,
3: <laughs> ten, know, like, so, 10 or so 20. Think, yeah. Yeah.
2: So let's say, yeah, I hope I'm always amazed. Anyone buys at this shit. I, I conned Kenny. He doesn't even know <laughs> all of our followers and sales are just like relatives. Uh, it's like a, in- Indonesians
0: that you pay. Yeah. Indonesian yeah. guys. Yeah.
2: Uh, Indonesian farm, you know, like server farm. But, yeah. uh, so, like, what a lot of uh, a lot of people may not realize is that so let's say the Radio Biscuits have a, a an order for five hundred records, uh, and that's sitting there at the re- at the at the plant, and then all of a sudden, fucking I don't know, name some bum fuck like Creed decides to do a record <laughs> store day promo, <laughs> yeah, and they're gonna, like, the major label's gonna pay the re- pressing plant like five times more to print, you know, ten thousand shit records. Suddenly, they just bump you know the smaller guys sure. back further yeah, yeah, yeah. And further
3: yeah so it's like sure.
2: not only do you have the kind of like the COVID issues which is understandable you know people can't safely go to work you know a record's not that fucking important but then you get bumped because you know like fucking jack white wants to print a cover of some shitty 25 minute long bob dylan song about baseball and i just brought it back <laughs> to the beginning of the fucking show you How's did that? There you go. that was pretty good some um,
0: obscure Stooges live set from a coffee house in Ann Arbor in 1966. Yeah. That no, one, that no, that that
1: no that one's one. going to buy, and it's still going to be in the, on the shelves at Record Store Day sticker on it next year, right? It's
0: funny, isn't it? Because yeah. some of those still are, and then yeah. they see the half-price thing, and you pick them up, and you go, you know what? I still don't want this. Yeah, yeah.
1: Hey, you like him, <laughs> not me.
0: You're the, see, the, that, you're the big fan of so it. Radio Buzzkills will never do that. They will always play a crowd pleasing set. They're never. You're never going to be like today. Instead of playing our favorites, we're going to play our new concept album, start to finish.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. We're going to do our favorites, but in a completely different style, so you can't fucking recognize them, right? It's
0: yeah. Everybody, like, roller skates.
2: It's disco night.
0: Yeah. Well, I just remember reading about Neil Young, like he was touring behind his new album and he's like, I'm not going to play any f- favorites until the very end. I'll play a few favorites. I'm going to play my whole new album. You're paying $100 to see Neil Young and you got to listen to all his crap. You know, can't hear freaking Heart of Gold. I'd be enraged too. Nice. Right, so you showed, know that. You know that song? We some people ahead of time.
2: Uh Molly by the band Sponge. You know, like yep. Extinguido stole you know. Yeah. Don't know it, yep. so, but thank God. So, they
0: were, so they're so like from Detroit.
2: Yeah, so they were coming to St. Louis, right? And I would not go see Sponge. But it was advertised that they were just going to play that album. So they I was
0: Wax like, Ecstatic, is that? Yeah. Yeah,
2: so I was like, oh, no, no. I don't What's see the, that.
0: No, that might be the... No, it was the first one. What's it called? It's got like the candy corn cover, right? Or something? Who the fuck is Sponge? Why have I never heard of this band? They're just like In, an old uh, rock band from the mid-90s. Ugh, that's yeah. why. The
1: mid-90s were fucking
2: horrible. The... the yeah, it is Neil. I can't defend myself here, but they—they uh, <laughs> they, like advertised this whole show that they were just gonna play that album. So I was like, okay, like I like that song about Molly Ringwald. Like, I'll go see that. So, so show up, like sit through like these internally awful opening bands, and then Sponge takes the stage, and Sponge immediately says hey, guys, this show is advertised that we were just playing this one album, and we don't know where that came from. Like, we're not playing Sixteen Candles."
0: I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> it, was called, it was called Rotting Pinata, 1994.
2: Yeah. One I only after noticed,
0: that. Called, I know the sad. Molly
2: Greenwald sign. It's, it's, it's a song. They, big,
0: their big hit was Plowed. Plowed was into it? the sun in a world of human wreckage. That one. Mm. yeah it's about st louis
2: a uh, world of human wreckage <laughs>
0: exactly. well like i said they are from detroit they probably are kindred spirits yeah but yeah i think they're one of those band now that like basically plays like biker rallies and things like i don't think they i don't think they're a super uh hip concern anymore i don't think pitchfork is going to give their new album rage rave reviews if only i could get in
2: that circuit
0: let me tell you yes yeah, that's,
2: exactly. that's horrible
1: um <laughs> what was I gonna say? So how, so how did you how did you hook up with our, with our yeah pal Kenny, Kenny? Let's Who- get around to Kenny and Pro Rock. Yeah, how did you hang, h- hook up with him and Pete?
2: I, it was a very organic thing. Uh, we just are, we kind of do our thing, and the radio buzzkills, skills I think more than anything are a live band. Uh, much more like that's what I live to do. Like I live to like perform. And talk on podcasts like this. That's Excellent.
1: What that's what we love to see. Uh, like,
2: that's what yeah. I, like. I like. But there are all no on podcasts podcast like this. It. God damn it. So we did uh, this thing called T1 Fest. It uh, was hosted by Joe Capgun from Capgun Heroes. Oh, Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so, like, we're a very competitive band. And we wanted to make sure that we were the fucking best one on that show. So, like, we put on a pretty good fucking hell of a T1 Fest show. like what, it was, Where was this? Uh, We just recorded live in our basement, mm-hmm. and it was just
0: streamed. Uh, oh, oh, it was, like, a streaming thing. Okay, you're not yeah, talking about yeah. the one they did a few years ago, like, in suburban Chicago or whatever. No,
2: this is another thing. We were supposed to, like, play that one, but then instead it was streamed, you know, because of COVID. Yeah. So we just set up, like... Two iPhones and just said, like, no matter what, even though it's just the four of us in this basement, like, we're going to go fucking insane. And I'm pretty sure, like, after that, we saw a pretty big, like, pop just in interest and stuff. And then Kenny got a hold of me. And he's, like, such a respectful dude. He's like, hey, like, who are these gutter pop guys that you're working with? I was like, that's the label I just made up so I could put a label on the stuff I paid to release. Next thing you know, we're doing business with him.
1: Yeah, he seems like a super genuine, super nice guy. That's, no, yeah, cause that's, K-
2: that's K- what K- I get. Like totally honest, yep, uh, straightforward dude, which is the same way I am. And Pro Rock releases just some fantastic music. You know, obviously they have like some cool splits recently with the Queers and the Jasons and stuff.
0: Yeah. One of
2: my absolute favorite bands that. Mm-hmm. I've actually like just gotten to know on a more personal level is Lade Plus.
1: There we go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we might yeah, have them like, on the yeah, show
0: soon. Kick, I've known Kickle for I've known Kickle for quite a while. I think we're actually gonna dare to have him on and see how his English holds up.
2: Yeah, what yeah, what's really weird is like so our first record came out on Out Loud. It was like maybe a week or two after Lade Plus's record like came out there. And no more than three chords. Yeah. We've, yeah. And we've just ended up on like all these comps with them. We've sort of just like followed Latte Plus around without even knowing each other. Just recently, I sort of like struck up a friendship with those guys. So it's cool to be on a label with so many cool people and like Joe Adam from the Adams. Uh, now on pro Rock, it, there it's just a it's a cool kind of like family atmosphere we all promote each other
3: mm-hmm. it's, re- it's really an
2: old school sort of yeah ideal but i really appreciate that pro rock's not stuck living in like 1996 like a lot of labels and podcasts and whatnot all, you
0: know if they were living in yeah if they were living in 1996 they'd still have to pay you though so you, maybe that wouldn't be that bad right <laughs> 1996 yeah. bands were still making money <laughs> still making
2: money That's but, the problem. So, i'd be happy to still live in 96 if i didn't have to fucking work all job. day yeah.
0: yeah did uh so um have you actually talked to kenny or you pretty much just text him and stuff have you actually spoken to him unfortunately i talk to kenny like every day (laughs) because you know because he's a talker right because so we we message him back and forth and we're we're friendly with kenny seems like a real good dude he is he's great dude. but i know he's a talker but he says he has a weird voice or something. so he won't come on he won't
1: come on the podcast because he says his voice is weird
0: he will he will we just have to keep harassing him
1: is it true
2: or not let me think i'm trying to find a way to describe it uh
0: nails on a chalkboard
2: no kenny's (laughs) like being raped by a sasquatch it's like a cross between
0: Bob Dylan,
3: Skeletor
2: and the Statue of Liberty. What? I didn't know the Statue of Liberty could talk. Just imagine what her voice is, and
0: think about Skeletor. Oh, now we gotta have him, Kenny. You gotta come on, you gotta talk. And,
2: and that's what Kenny sounds like, like I Skeletor think, and the Statue of Liberty.
0: I get the feeling like we could ask him one question, and then just go to sleep, and then just push stop like an hour and a half later.
1: Wow. His texts are his text oh, his text messages do get pretty long though yeah for sure. Yes. Love yes. him though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Great guy. I think that I think that the, so one of the so that he put out those two queer splits and that band the 210s. I know it's kind of they kind of remind me like they're a little white stripey maybe or a little like uh you know a little modern sounding or black keys or like that but man are they good you you spun that thing neil no i have not as a matter of fact Dude, you gotta spin that the, the queer songs are great but the that 210s they blew me away and same thing with the jason split man i like the queer songs i love the jason songs because oh, yeah, all those get, queer songs got
1: those guys the, on as
0: well right the jasons the songs were actually uh from a previous album they just re-recorded them yeah but uh i gotta get some jason's vinyl man i see they put out like a blood splattered version of their last record i'm mean, gonna have the Order that, but I'm trying to give my wife a little bit of a break so she doesn't notice so much activity on the credit card, you know?
2: <laughs> you gotta <laughs> you do, you do what my, you
0: gotta do to hide those addictions. Yeah. You feel my pain. Yeah. No, and it, it'd be fine if it was my only addiction. But I also. Oh, what
1: the hell does that mean, Tom? It's something I don't know about. I
0: also, I also eat too much and drink too much. It's not oh, like it fills right. all my needs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Plus <laughs> the heroin. Yeah. the Plus the <laughs> heroin. Yes. He's, he's in, he's in, you know, he's in Michigan. What, what are you going to do? Um, I'll, you no, were talking, you, a, you, you were talking about Jack White before.
0: Because so, you'd be like, be like, man, no crackhead ever gets that fat. <laughs> you can, so, so I, I'm yeah, not, true. Not, not a so
1: who's the big, who's the bigger asshole? This is for both of you. Bigger asshole. Jack White or Jack Black? Ooh, it's a difficult one, right? Is Jack Black an asshole? Jack Black is in the worst fucking movies ever. And he's always plays the same fucking character. I hate Jack Black.
3: <laughs> um, I have, I have.
0: I, I I don't I don't really have much of an opinion about either of them. See, Jack White's from Detroit, and
1: well, that makes him a good guy, huh? That that's escaping, all it takes.
0: Escaping Detroit takes a certain level of talent, and I, <laughs> I I I don't really care for his music, but I don't really have anything against him. Even though there's some like legendary stories of him like getting punched out backstage at St. Andrews or something back in the day. And Jack Black, also, I mean, I don't really care for his movies, but I don't have anything against him. Why do you have hatred of people whose names have colors in them? I just, thought, you know,
2: I just thought it was bit, interesting. Uh... <laughs> How did Jack White re- invent a reverse tanning bed? <laughs> he's like the palest motherfucker in the world. Like, Do you he think was, he's, as,
0: he's undead, maybe?
2: I feel like I could stay in a dark room with no sun for seven weeks and not be near as pale as he is. That, I, I think there's he has Nikola Tesla's papers on the reverse tanning bed you should
1: live in I man think- you should live live in manchester for a year then you'll get as fucking pale as that let me tell you
0: wait no shit. what it is is he's taking he's doing do whatever michael jackson did at the end of his life oh jesus the too man soon. with the
1: replaceable face
0: yeah just like it's in it's in powder all right all right we better play another song did
1: he did he say too soon
2: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh right. boy uh another song okay so this is off your next single again right so this one is the other track called brazilian bubblegum what the hell is this about
2: yeah so this song's dear dear to my heart actually um uh, so gutter pop we do a series called gutter pop uh around the world and we take uh like 20 or so bands from a country and put out a comp of their music uh the last one we do uh gutter pop around the world, brazil and uh I absolutely just fell in love with the Brazilian style of pop punk. Uh, It's a very unique, they don't shy away at all from being too sugary or too hooky, yet they still play everything super aggressive. So I set out to sort of write this song that it was in the style of Brazilian punk rock and Brazilian punk rock. They actually call it Brazilian bubblegum. That's what they refer to it as. So, like, if you said pop punk in Brazil, they don't know what you're talking about. You say Brazilian bubblegum, they know what you're talking about. So, it's like uh, the radio buzz Kills homage to Brazilian bubblegum in general.
1: Now, do these Brazilian bands sing in Portuguese or do they sing in English?
2: It's different. So, there's, like, uh, like one of my favorite bands, Flanders 27, uh, or is it 72? See, these numbers things, man, I'm dyslexic, it's the worst. Uh... Like, Flanders sings in all English, and, like, the Yodis sing in all English. There's this other band from Brazil called Rooster that I absolutely love, and they sing in all Portuguese. But, I don't know, the wonderful thing about punk rock, I think it's, it's a universal language. So, like, a Rooster album, I'll listen to through the start to finish and love every song and not understand a fucking word of any of it.
1: Dude, you were correct. It's Flanders 72.
2: 72, yeah. Sorry, uh, I apologize the Flanders guys. I feel bad about that.
1: And they have a they have someone in there called Big Mike, which is
2: interesting. And actually uh the art for um, the other band I'm in Lesser Creatures um and art for Punk Rock 101 was actually done by uh the lead singer guitarist of uh Flanders Polinio Polinio yeah. There you yeah, go. Yes. He's an insanely talented artist he's done all kinds of stuff he did uh the pro rock comp for kenny
1: okay interesting all right so this is uh yeah this is uh our boys the radio buzzkills with uh brazilian bubblegum radio buzzkills very interesting and i'll be looking for that single when it comes out after jack white's fucked up record store day i guess apparently right so mm-hmm. you, you heard it here first um wow you know a lot of bands from around the world my friend that's pretty impressive i think it's just it's been,
2: like a pat. it's just got to be your passion you know if you're passionate about punk rock you'll you'll seek it out wherever it is and there's some really fantastic bands from all over the world that uh, if you look for them, you'll find them for sure. Now,
1: do you go back in time as well, or do you just pretty much stick with current bands?
2: If I would go back in time, oh boy, the damage I would do.
1: Like who were who, who was, who were some of your favorite punk rock bands growing up? Like when you first got into it and stuff and that, who was, who was some of the bands that you were listening to the most?
2: My, well, my absolute favorite growing up was Screeching Weasel. Um,
0: Mm, me too, man. Oh, youngsters. Yeah. youngsters. Uh, well, maybe not my favorite, but among my favorite. I love that band. I mean, Still. that was
2: like my first probably real punk rock record that I bought with my own money at a real record store was Anthem for a New Tomorrow. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, and I didn't even know the band, really. It just was looked cool, and I wanted to impress the chick who was working at the counter. <laughs> I knew like Green Day wouldn't do it. <laughs> so it's <the laughs> like Hadia look Lookout lookout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, she had like an MTX shirt on or something. So I was like, <laughs> okay, like Screech Sheezer seems edgy, so I'll buy this one. Uh and then I was just hooked from there. I, I, I listened to a wide range of of all kinds of crazy stuff, you know. Uh thing in these podcasts is I wouldn't want to listen to me talk. That's why I just say weird shit all the time. <laughs>
1: No, it's interesting, man. It is. It is because you've actually done a lot of different things, like running this record label and stuff. Even though you you make fun of it and stuff, but that's pretty impressive. And you're finding all these uh, all these foreign bands and stuff. That's
0: that's pretty well, fucking I, cool, actually. The fact of the matter is, as far as the foreign bands, because I've I've actually gotten more open minded about the foreign bands. Uh, <laughs> as far as <laughs> I didn't know you were no, closed minded, buddy. No, no, no. I like. I mean, I like D Cracks and I like Latte. Like the, <clears throat> the last three Latte albums and stuff i'm actually talking about foreign language bands yeah yeah like i've got a couple of like i just listened to this band it was on they actually on red scare which is really bizarre but uh a, a new uh like boy street punk band from france called Fle. i think they're called flea or something it's f-l-e-a-u and it's got the little mark over the e and all in french now do
1: they do they hang with lancelor
0: there's a band called Cream, C-R-I-M, from, like, Spain. They don't sing in English at all, but I can dig it. You know, it's, it's good. But I, I before, I wouldn't listen. Because I, I love the lyrics, man. To me, the lyrics are the thing. So it kind of, it's hard when you don't understand what they're saying. But I'm getting a little more open-minded to that's it. That's
2: weird you mentioned that, too. I've never thought that. Because I'm a total lyrics guy, too. Like, that's, to me, the what I, when I'm sitting down to, like, write a song, like, that's, that's, that's what it's all about. That's why I spend all my time, like, crafting. Even a song like She Hail Satan, you know, which is, like, pretty stupid. You know, it's not going to change the world or anything if you hear it. But the rhyme schemes are, are fucking clever, No, right? they are
1: the, I was listening to that in the car on the way home from work just yeah. now, actually. And I was thinking how, how funny some of, the, uh, some
2: of the words were. Yeah. So, like, that's kind of weird, uh, Tom, that you mentioned that. Because I've never really thought about that. Because I am totally, like, a lyrics guy. Like, that's how I connect with music. But I do love like uh, there's this band uh, from Russia called the Screaming Brain, huh. uh, and they have this song called "Asshole," which uh, I've wanted to cover. And the only English word I can make out in it is "asshole," <laughs> and the rest is the rest is all in Russian. And I just absolutely love it. But man, I'm I'm Tom.
0: You're really gonna make me have to reflect in therapy on this. Dude, just do like do like like the Ramones, like the Ramones did the live, like it's alive, like the Japanese version. They just put like nonsensical lyrics in them wasn't wasn't that Neil famously the Japanese oh like, my God the ja- yeah it, it, with some of it's the Japanese like presses lyrics. with some of the
1: Japanese presses they'll put in a lyric sheet and it's just some Japanese guy just making shit up basically and the lyrics well, like the the, the, go, the classic one is the Dead boy's first album and there's like okay. a lyric sheet and the lyrics are absolutely nothing like what he's actually singing about to go
0: to go full circle. You know, there was the Clearview series of Ramones covers albums back in the 90s, Zach. I'm sure you probably are familiar with those. Oh, yeah. So the Parasites, once again, to go full circle, the Parasites actually did It's Alive, but they actually did, like, the single LP Japanese version, and they sang, like, the nonsensical lyrics. Like oh, they lyrics. did. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it is. It's kind of a funny Not It's kind of a novel listen. I mean, it's not something you necessarily want to listen to every day, but it's kind of fun.
2: I'll give credit for credits, dude. That's pretty fucking funny. Yeah. So, well, it was <laughs> good old well, It's funny
0: because because it's alive was a double album, and the guy from Clearview is like, I, I'm not paying to press a double album on this. So they had to. So they, the alternate is they used the Japanese version, which had been compacted to a single album. But anyway, it's it's kind of funny. It's fake. It's a fake live album anyway. It's a fake. It's not like album. a real live album. It's like you know, it's like a Kiss live album. It's just playing in a studio with a bunch of crowd noise pumped in. But anyway. Oh, oh. oh that's interesting. Uh, Didn't know that either. So, Today is actually Joey's Joey today. Now, granted, it's gonna be three weeks before anybody hears this, but today is the twentieth anniversary of Joey's death.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so today. Yeah, I'll so don't forget, being in school, and then there was this girl who like knew I was into like punk rock, and she didn't know shit, you know. And uh, she said, "I'm sorry, Zach. Yeah, I heard Joey Romaine died today." <laughs>
1: Joey Romaine lettuce.
2: Yeah, Joey Romaine. <laughs> like, of the great romains, yeah, romains. Yeah. It's like, yes, yeah, Sarah, Joey Romaine died. I'm pretty it's, torn up about it.
1: And she probably had the T-shirt too, right? <laughs> that was oh, I'm
2: sure. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I'll never forget that.
1: Well, there so you Thanks, the... thanks, Tom. You just brought the whole show down. Thanks for that. Well, no, <laughs> no, I just
0: I just, I just saw. It. I mean, it's 20 years now. It's not. It's not fresh. But the fact of the matter is, so if Radio Buzzkills Kills had to cover a full Ramones album, like the Clearview series, which album are you doing? Ah oh, shit, because the young Rochelles just did it.
2: Uh oh, I've Road to Road Ruin.
0: Um uh, that'd be good. That MTX did that one originally.
2: Yeah, my first my first inclination was Animal Boy, but I think the Rochelles like just did that.
3: They, they did. It just they like laughed. Did, last yeah. that yeah. Yeah. did that, you buy that, that Tom? My... Did
1: you buy that one? I didn't, you
0: know, it sold out. If oh, I find right, it rough, it did. It
1: sold out really fast.
0: Well, that's the thing. Everybody's doing like 500 copies and it doesn't last long. I mean, even the new Weasel al- album, they only did it in 500 burst runs. And I think they did four of them or five of them or whatever, but they're all gone, you know? Yeah. And now, already on discogs, like the orange one I got, which was the very first pressing, is like 50 bucks already. Hmm. So you got to get on this thing because I'm always like, oh, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait. You know these smaller labels. You know sometimes it's like, oh, they got another thing coming out that I want. It, the, the the Pro Rock's a good one because they actually have copies of the Buzzkills Black Russian split, which I've been meaning to get. i okay, like, okay, I want to buy that. Oh, but I might as well wait until the, you know, till the uh, Latte pre-order is up. And by the time you do, you know, if you wait too long, then the one's sold out, and then all of a sudden you're not saving your money on shipping or anything. So anyway. These are these are small problems. These are first world problems. Nobody wants to hear about. But anyway, yeah, these small quantity records, you got to buy them. If you miss out, sometimes you're screwed.
4: Yeah, I would. uh,
0: There you go.
2: I, I would think I would. I maybe after this, we're finishing this record. I, I'd like to experiment with some of that road ruin style, like fast and a little more clean. You know. Mm. Hmm. well I think that would be a fun a fun area to experiment in punk rock wise. I've I've kind of started of- writing some stuff or whatever will be next, and that's kind of the direction I'm going just
0: for the hell. Is that right? I was
2: gonna is say gonna have a let's, of, like,
0: experimental let's, punk rock country songs like, like head, Oh dear. No. Yeah. No,
1: no, <laughs> won't have those. <laughs> Needles and pants. Right um out. um so we okay. Let's talk about that though, because we talked about Pro Rock. So you are doing you you record are you recording a new album right now on Pro Rock, or is it already recorded and you're just waiting for it to be pressed?
2: Uh, we're just putting the finishing touches on it. Okay. Uh, mm. And then it'll be in the queue. They have um, Latte Plus is going now, and then I think Kenny has one project after that. The Adams that's being pressed. Then it's us. So. We're just kind of like shining up our. Uh, it's going to be called "Get Even"
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, on Pro Rock. There, um, it's like super fast and super poppy. I'm really excited about it. So for and,
1: those, uh, so for those following at home, the first album was "Get Fired," second album was "Get Lost." This one is "Get Even." Yeah. So you can follow along at home. With that one get raped by sasquatch Sasquatch or get fucked it would be one or the other if
2: you uh, get fucked was thrown around before i think as that possible album title if you go on Bandcamp during covid we actually did a cover ep where we copied the beatles uh let it be album cover it's called get bored we did like (laughs) we did five or six covers just because we couldn't play shows or anything uh we did some some fun covers um oh god we covered like a a breeder song like a kim deal song and uh nice. an old country staple and some weird shit on there
1: so do you do you write all the songs i mean that's actually serious question right do you do you do that or do other people in the band write songs too
2: yeah that's me like uh which so i kind of write everything um and then bring it to these super talented people that kind of beat it into submission. Uh, uh, I'm really excited because this next record, Jenny wrote her own song, which is actually the first like Radio Buzzkill song that I didn't write, and I'm excited about it. And Jenny is your boss, wife, right? Uh, who we should be married, but uh, unfortunately, COVID stopped that. Oh, ah, uh, okay. We we had our uh our negative one-year wedding anniversary in April, Hmm. which was, like, one year from when we were supposed to be married. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, what do we call this, like, a negative one-year? What is this? It'll happen eventually. We just don't – we want everyone to have a good time and not have to wear – I'm not wearing a mask at wedding, you know, but uh, we want everyone to have a fun, safe time. But she – I think she wrote the best song on – the new record personally uh which is really exciting for me to work on from that perspective because i don't normally do that yeah i don't what's, normally what's the what's the
0: name of the that's the name of that song
2: uh it's called i fell
0: for you it's
1: called my husband's a dick i don't know yeah. What, yeah. i don't know what it's, it's about
0: called, <laughs> it's not called get divorced that's what i was my main thing oh there you oh, go brilliant i love
1: it <laughs> i
2: love it that's the hard part because sometimes you do write something and you have to explain like this is not about you yes yeah. you know yeah uh this is about that sasquatch (laughs) on that cold winter night in the appalachian mountains so how many do we do we have one or two songs left neil
1: we don't have any songs left
2: (laughs) so we better have we
1: played six songs we have we better invent one real fast what else what i I tell you what let's play one off that black russian split let's play one off that how about you're my chernobyl
2: okay thank you because everyone hates that song but me (laughs) <laughs> Everyone hates that song with you? Well, I think that one's no, fun. Nobody like likes that, that nobody likes that song, You're My Chernobyl, but myself. Oh, okay. I, well, I love I'm it. Gonna, Thank you. I gonna,
0: appreciate it. I'm gonna stake my flag on You're My Chernobyl. So let's let's give that one a spin and then I'm gonna ask them the question that we're nobody's supposed to talk about.
1: Okay, so you're my Chernobyl by the Radio Buzzkills off of their split with the uh, no one knows who they are, the black Russians. Okay, so here we go. You're my Chernobyl. Did you guys watch that Chernobyl series on HBO? Wasn't that fucking good? That was amazing, right? It was
2: great. Yeah, it I was, watched it a little bit after the fact. It wasn't new yet, but yeah, it's good. That good was, show. That was so good. Fascinating topic. Yeah. Yeah, I think the so, main—I
1: think the main guy just died actually
0: from that from that show. Sadly enough, the actor. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So you—so I'm trying to remember, Neil. What was the label we were looking at? And I don't think it was you then. I think it was—I think it might have been Mutant Pop. Who was doing like, for LPs, they were doing like these super, they were lathe cuts, but they were like 40 bucks, 42 bucks. Was that you or was that was that Mutant Pop? I can't remember. You know what I'm talking out about? Out Loud. Like, it
1: was Out Loud, I believe, wasn't Is was it? it Out
0: Loud? Okay.
1: Yeah. Who did the Death like, by Communism album, right? By the Black Road. Yeah.
0: Group. Like the only LP you could get were, were lathe cut. They were just so expensive. Yeah. There's a company called Kunaki.
2: Bukaki? Uh, Bukaki? Kunaki. Okay. K-U-N and then some other letters. Uh, Kanaki does those like lathe cut. I don't know much about those to be honest but that's who those are through which like they're prohibitively expensive but it's kind of cool if you're like you know my son's like 12 years old and if he wants to write his own record record on my laptop he can like Oh pay, yeah, yeah. Pay, He could pay for like a vinyl copy, you know. <laughs> sure, um, it's kind of a cool option, I guess. Uh, unfortunately, like you said, it's fucking expensive, but uh, it's a cool option for those bands that maybe don't have an opportunity to to mm. press those on a larger scale.
0: So, so one of the things I, I, I write for a couple different publications. I write for Punk News and I write for uh, New Noise. But one of the directives that we've gotten from from new noise when we're doing interviews lately and i hate to pull back the curtain too far but one of the directives we've gotten is stop asking people when the shows are gonna when they're gonna start booking shows again or if they're booking any shows why but i don't care why you're not allowed you... why you're not allowed to ask that well i think just because it's kind of got cliched because everybody's asking it mm, okay so my question for you is have you do you have any shows booked right now or are you still holding out or uh what's uh, what when are you going to be ready to comfortable getting back into it
2: I think once we finish this, once we finish up this new record, uh, then we can kind of dial in a set list. My big thing is I want everyone to be able to have a fun time and I want it to be safe, you know? Safe? I, I, I have no desire, and I'm not bad anyone who's doing this because, uh, like, I love playing live music more than anything, but I have zero desire to, like, Play a club where it's at twenty five percent capacity and every table is six feet apart.
3: Yeah, and everyone weird, has to man. stand at their that's,
2: table. Like that's people are doing fun, that. Yeah, yeah, and they're having fun. Like I'm not bad mouthing that, but yeah. I, I when it when we play a show again, like I want to be able to go all out and bring it and everyone get hot and sweaty and have our balls stick to our legs and our vaginas stick to our legs. <laughs> so hot and we're going nuts and I, and I don't you can't do that China. yeah <laughs> uh, you, you
3: know,
0: know i i, I kind of get you i get pollution. you there too because i because i see this 20 this 25 percent thing and once again same thing i'm not bad-mouthing anybody especially people got to make a living and whatever but it's just it's not the way a punk rock show is supposed to be right <laughs> i just can't and the other thing is
2: like the physical and, like, our songs are super fast. By no means are they, like, Bob Dylan's 25-minute baseball song. But uh, <laughs> You're young.
0: Not, You're young. Don't rule anything out.
2: Like, it's not super easy to stand up there and, like, I sing all the songs and, and play that fast for, like, 45, 30 minutes and run through God knows how many songs in that time period and do that in a mask. That just does not sound like fun to me.
0: No. Just
2: I, on a practical on a practical level, I don't think I would enjoy that.
0: No. No, I don't think so either. Well, I see that the, the Red Flag or the, whatever they're calling it, the Foo Bar or whatever, is starting to book some shows again, so it'd be interesting. I, that's the only club I know in St. Louis. The only club I know is the Foo Bar, and the only record store I know is Vintage Vinyl.
1: Vintage Vinyl? That's my local record store at Evanston yeah, right Yeah, that's
0: a pretty common name for a record store. Either. God damn it. It's over in the Del Mar Loop or whatever they call it.
2: Yeah, that's, like, the big one. Uh, the, the the cool spot you got to go to, though, is the record space in St. Louis.
0: The record space. All right. The well, listen
2: space.
0: That's where you got to go. Next time I come to St. Louis, I know, I know like, Circle Jerks are supposed to play down there some year. It's already been postponed, like, two years now. Um, next time I come down there, I'm going to say, dude, let's go have a drink anyway. Dude, so come can,
2: stay at the house. We have a nice basement. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, you've really toked it up. It sounds great.
2: <laughs> oh, it's great. Yeah, it is great. I love it. No, yeah,
0: I, I, it. I, I, I remember like years ago we took the kids to St. Louis. There's actually a lot of like family friendly stuff in St. Louis. Did it's you go a, open the? Stu- did you go
1: open the stupid arch?
0: Uh, yeah, we did. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I'm
2: really glad you said stupid arch because I'm in the minority. I think it's stupid too. Yeah.
0: Well, it it is, but like. You know, it's like it's like going to San Francisco, and not going to Alcatraz. I know it's a tourist trap, but still, you know, it's just like that's what you do, you know, when you go there. I don't know. I'm
2: slightly jaded too, because like it, you can see it outside her window without exaggeration.
0: Is that right? Uh, we I'm went.
2: My head right now, I'm looking at it.
0: So I I told the story of my buddy Scott and I went. Who Neil knows my buddy Scott, and he's my size or bigger. We're just big big guys you know and we go and they put you like to get up to the top of the arch they essentially put you in like this thing that's like a like a washing machine for your clothes <laughs> yeah <exactly. laughs> sounds yeah. great
1: yeah, on yeah. On way way really up, selling
0: it, it. it was so bad but on the way back down they stuck the two of us in with the fattest family i've ever seen in my life and it was just we looked like it must have looked like a bag a sack of hamburger or something <laughs> like our parts just sort of intermingle i don't know how the thing didn't jam up
2: were you there on March Fourteenth? I think that was me. <laughs>
0: My family. <laughs> I remember it was. It was another stupid thing I remember about it was that there was this guy, guy, this guy, and this girl up there, and this girl was wearing the shortest skirt. So she went to look out the window, and we were just all staring at her behind. Amazing!
1: Sex- oh, dude, take a picture. Take a picture next no, time.
0: It canceled. I'm gonna get canceled. I'm being sexist, but it was oh, like fuck it. It was like, carried. wow, this is crazy. And then later that night, we went to a bar, and she was dancing on the bar. Like they had girls that danced on the bars in their short skirts. I don't remember where it was, but like danced up on the bar, not like a strip joint, just like a bar. Where Dude, you're fucking danced.
1: selling me on St. Louis. I'm, I'm coming down next week.
0: Well, I went. To a great. Nights. I also went. A great party. You just, just be smart
2: about where you go at night.
0: Yeah. Well, it's funny because you said you don't care about baseball, and I'm sort of that way now. But I was I was a pretty big baseball fan growing up, so we I've seen the Cardinals actually play in three different stadiums because they keep tearing them down and rebuilding them. But like last time we were down there, we watched Albert Pujols hit a walk off home run, and the crowd was so excited. And all I could think was, why would you pitch to Albert Pujols in the bottom of the ninth? But anyway, it was it was it was fun. We've been, like I said, I've enjoyed it there every time.
1: So. I was there once, and like I said, it was the summer of '86 for a skateboard contest and right by the arch and it was the one of the hottest days i've ever experienced it was so fucking hot it was ridiculous
0: it's it perfect humid down there too it's oh sick. yeah you're
2: right near the river man it gets humid jesus christ it humid. was hot
0: yeah Is that places to throw your bodies so. we drove
1: we nice. drove no we you. drove down from champagne and uh it was so fucking hot in that car yep
2: i just love being part of a city that's motto is st louis a place where you can smell the filth in the air.
1: That's true. <laughs> is, that the, is that the official uh, St. Louis yeah, tagline?
0: That's motto. Yeah. It's that's that's their marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. I, yeah. I thought their marketing campaign was, hey, at least we're not East St. Louis. I thought that was their marketing campaign. <laughs> yeah. That's think. a whole other podcast. Exactly. But you know what? We will have another podcast, I'm sure, because I feel like there's a lot of stones we didn't we didn't turn, but I also feel like I had to pee. So, Yes. What what other words of wisdom do you have to leave us with, Zach?
2: No, I just say thanks for having me on the podcast. You know, that's, that's fun. Uh, Talk to you. We're uh, you know, small bands, or mid-sized bands, whatever you want to call us. Uh, we work really hard to promote ourselves and get the word out. And thanks for having us on and giving us that opportunity. Well, you, I do. You can guarantee.
1: You can guarantee because we have a lot of older listeners who actually buy things that you'll probably sell. Five albums.
0: That's what. <laughs> For being on
1: the podcast with us,
0: like our Paul Richard always says, right? Punto Dad podcast selling tens of albums.
1: Yep, which is better than nothing, right?
0: Yeah, our yeah. last record went cork. <laughs> when you sell we 20- paper. Cork. Which is sl- you get your check from Spot. You got your check from Spotify, and literally the stamp on it caused cost-, cost more than the check. Right? I'm not
2: fucking with you here. This is what I'll leave you with. Uh, so we did- we have this song called "I Want to Kick Donald Trump in the Face," and
0: uh, it was. I'm very like- offended by that. I think he was a great president. Just yeah. to ask anybody, right? You
1: know, Tom's from Michigan, so so you know.
0: Not to get political. You no, know, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I was I was accused of being a Trump supporter. Yeah, like he was. By our friend from
1: I, fucking Norway or whatever. This exactly. asshole like, from I, Norway.
0: I literally think all presidents suck. You've never heard me say a nice word about any president, I guarantee you. But anyway, sorry, go ahead. Look, man, I've been reading this QAnon stuff, and it makes a lot of sense. No. <laughs> but, uh... So,
2: like, Sounds sex trap. That song, not because it's a good song, because it's not. Just because of the name. Was streamed like a hundred thousand times on Spotify, and our check was like two hundred and sixty-four dollars.
0: <laughs> actually, actually, surprised me that it's that it's that much because you know I hear all the horror stories of these people that just you know literally get checks that are worth less than the stamp to send them. So, that's oh yeah, cool.
2: but that's why that's why I'm thankful to be on a podcast like this because like. People may not realize it, but like if one person buys the record because they heard this, it's like a hundred thousand Spotify streams.
0: You know?
1: Wow, Dude. there you go, Richard. You're a fucking star, my friend.
2: Yeah.
0: So, so, is that song? Can we? Can we? Should we finish? Should we play that song last to finish it off? It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Okay. I uh, I endorse this song, guys. About okay. Kicking, so kicking we'll. The person. Face. So
1: we'll play out with uh, I want to kick Donald Trump in the face by uh yeah by the Radio Buzzkills. Um all right, thanks for coming on, my friend. It was yeah, fantastic. It was, a Zach. It was a good time. Yeah, thanks for having me. You are the best. Um all right, Tom, say your thing and uh, you I'll know, stay free and uh keep a little marketing your on. Yeah, smell you later and all that stuff. So, bye everybody. This is uh yeah, I want to kick Donald Trump in the face. Bye-bye. Right
4: It comes out every time he's on the shitter I don't know how to tell you Freak space from it requires our finest love And I want to rectify your mistake I'll kick Trump, I'll kick Trump I'll kick Trump in the face I wanna kick his fucking face I'll kick Trump, I'll kick Trump I'll kick Trump in the face I wanna kick his fucking face I think I found a solution that fits. I don't know how to tell you, Richmond's popping with some violence. Be the one to your mistake. I'll kick Trump, I'll kick Trump, I'll kick Trump in the face. I wanna kick his fucking face. I'll kick Trump, I'll kick jump I'll kick Trump in the face. I wanna kick his fucking face. I'll kick Trump, I'll kick Trump, I'll kick Trump in the face. I wanna kick his fucking face. I'll keep chump, in the face I wanna kick his fucking face I'll keep chump, I'll keep chump, I'll keep chump in the face I wanna kick his fucking face Chup, chup, chup